Hello, beautiful people. Rabbit, rabbit. It is Thursday, September 1st, 2022. NFL football, seven days from now. This show starts now. Football is here tonight. Two massive. Hell yeah. Massive college football games. Penn State travels here to Indiana to take on Purdue about an hour and a half north of here. I can't wait to watch that game on another television because the backyard brawl is back for the first time in 11 years tonight. Now, the backyard brawl is a game that's obviously very close to my story, my life. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Went to school at West Virginia University. The reason why I went to school at West Virginia University is because how close it was from door to door from my house to that campus that 75 mile stretch or whatever has been talked about by damn near every fucking network this week because the backyard brawl is one that has a lot of history has a lot of passion and tonight should be fucking epic is all i'm saying there's 75 percent allegedly crowd is going to be west virginia crowd so they're about to go into akershire stadium and maybe take some big old mountaineer dumps on that thing (laughs) and hopefully neil Bryan will have the climb that we've been trusting for a long time at the peak, at the climax, at the tippy top of the mountain because I do believe we're taking on a Pittsburgh Panther squad that's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Defensive line's supposed to be number two in the country. I guess yeah. the offensive line's pretty good as well. They lose Kenny Pickett and a wide receiver that they had last year that went on transfer to USC or whatever the case. They got a new quarterback. We do as well. It's seven and a half points. Feels like that's going to be a little bit too many points for a rivalry game with the juices, how high they're going to be, the nerves, how high they're going to be. First game of the season. Boys are going to be a little bit tight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half feels like a lot. Or we might watch the game tonight and go, of course, 30 points. Is the- we don't even. <laughs> No single player on the fucking West Virginia team. With that being said, I am happy mm-hmm. that this game is back. I am happy that this game is happening. Everybody in my life has some sort of connection. Not everybody. I guess Connor doesn't fucking matter. No, I, I have nothing. Ty Darius doesn't either. But I care. I'm a little biggest guy, yeah. Darius is back in the studio another day. It's great. Ty went to Iowa. It's Big Ten. But everybody that's in my personal life that I haven't met through my profession (laughs) is either a diehard Pitt fan or diehard West Virginia fan. And although this brawl and rivalry might have taken an 11-year hiatus, the ship talk between the two never stopped. The bashing of the two never stopped. Mm -hmm. There's hype videos coming out from both sides. Starting quarterback, who I never fucking heard of for the University of Pittsburgh, is coming out in the middle of a pep rally, looking back at his daddy, whether or not he can swear or not. He's like, dude, shut up, dude. All right, you you put out a tweet allegedly in 2014 and said he'd shit pit, which is what everybody in West Virginia is fucking saying. Uh It's a beautiful rivalry. This is a beautiful thing that is back for the people in the area in which I'm from, from where I went to school. Obviously, the backyard brawl for me brings up terrible memories. Now I had the longest kick in Heinz Field and in the middle of the backyard brawl and 1-3-1 I think in the backyard brawl and you know a lot of that type of stuff. There's one particular backyard brawl that I will remember forever and one particular backyard brawl that I was kind of forced to talk about all week this week because media folks wanted to chat about it because it is a game in the history of college football that nobody could have expected going the way that it went, including myself and all of my teammates. It was in 2007. We had a fucking team. Now, Darius? Don't want to talk about it. Okay. Darius went to UConn. (laughs) Darius had to run into the bus saw that was what they were at the time. Not bad. UConn was not bad. Donald Brown was up there. Darius Butler was up there. I believe Dan was there at the beginning. He was gone. He left. 
but we used to just fucking steamroll everybody. Of course. Okay? And I was just lucky to be there. This is my first real baptism into football was this team. I grew up in the soccer world. For high school, I'd show up on Fridays, I'd kick, I'd do my thing, and I'd leave West Virginia. When I got there, uh, a couple months before school started, we were the first freshman class that was able to do that via the NCAA is going early the summer beforehand. And Mike Barlas was a was a fucking guy. Now, yeah, he made yeah. me into the person I am, but those were tough days. Those were tough workouts. Mm -hmm. That was my first, hello, how you doing? This is how the football world operates. Practices, meetings, how it was going to be just being a kicker at the time. Then I would transition into a punter as well and do both my sophomore season. But I was really learning football culture through that entire thing. Always been an NFL fan. Didn't know much about college, but, you know, the insides of what football looked like. And I was very lucky to be on a great fucking team. Not just good, a great fucking team. Now, I rode the coattails to some magical moments. We obviously won the Sugar Bowl our freshman year. Now, there was a lot of vets on that team, too, older guys that were fucking hell of good players. Uh, Jay Henry, Mike Lorello, Dan Moses, and the boys up there, Sheffy, all the guys. Moses. They were good people, good people up there, but they were the older class, the older regime. Our freshman class, which I didn't redshirt, so Pat White, Steve Slayton didn't redshirt either. Owen Schmidt was a part of that group. Darius Raynaud was a part of that group. I came in alongside a great recruiting class. Reed Williams, who was in my wedding, and Nate, I mean, we just had, we had a team. We had a very good fucking team. We loved each other off the field. We partied. I mean, we did. Well, not everybody. I'm not painting a broad brush. I think we probably had some nerds on the team somewhere. Nobody that I knew. We had a fucking blast. We lived how, you know, you would think a team that went to school in Morgantown, West Virginia, where there's penny pitchers on Wednesdays and drink till you drown Tuesdays right. and like $5 and spend no more type Thursdays. I right. mean, it was a great time. Our basketball team was fucking unbelievable yeah. at the time. I had... And I lived, I, I went out too much. I was a little bit too reckless, a little bit too carefree, but everything was all too kumbaya for me. R uh, freshman year, I kicked, uh, okay, not bad. We won the fucking Sugar Bowl. All right, this is awesome. This is how it's supposed to be. Beat Georgia in Georgia. The week of that game, we're housing beers and wings, and the Georgia guys got like water and salads at events. It was just like we were not supposed to be the team that we were supposed to be. Many scholarships were pulled from guys from other schools. They ended up at West Virginia. Pat White was offered to be a wide receiver, I believe, at LSU or Alabama. Not a quarterback. Nobody really saw him at that. He was drafted to play baseball like three times by the time. So we were really a group of misfits that had Mike Barwis in the weight room kicking the fucking shit out of us, and we would go. We were a lot of workers, a lot of Pittsburgh guys, you know, a lot of Florida guys in there. We had a working group, and then Rich Rodriguez was the most intense human being that I had ever seen in my life. This is the most intense, most passionate person I had ever seen about the little things, because his big belief is you take care of the little things, big things will take care of themselves. But those fucking little things need to be pointed out, need to be addressed, and need to be treated as if they are a fucking massive ordeal because long term they will be at the time i don't think any of us really understood why this motherfucker is always mad like mm. hey things are pretty good we're having a good time what the fuck dude we were up 25 28 we go down to the sec we play fucking mississippi state mm. we win by a lot <clears throat> afterwards we're getting motherfucked <laughs> from some penalty that happened and it's just like we needed that guy to be our coach we needed barwis and i think we needed each other and in 2007 in the backyard brawl the team needed me to do my fucking job at that point i'd become a college kicker that people expected to make kicks so when i would miss a kick obviously people would be alarmed 
at that point. Didn't start out that way my freshman year. Grew into that particular thing. I think going into the backyard brawl in 2007, we'd already won two bowl games before that uh, freshman, sophomore year. Going into that game, I had made like 10 straight field goals. Who knows how many extra points. I mean, I was I was playing probably my best ball, kicking my best ball. And then first quarter, first drive, I miss a fucking 20-yarder. What are you doing, you idiot, doofus? We all knew what was on the line. Third drive, I missed a 30-some yarder wide right. First one wide left. I think I tried to overcompensate, missed the next one wide right. And little did I know that that would definitely come in to affect the rest of my life. Because after that first quarter ended, we go into halftime. I think we had the lead second half. We end up losing that game 13-9. to Our shots at going to a national championship, which that team deserved, that team that I was very lucky to be on, deserved to go to a national championship. And, and fucking ruin whoever I think it was Ohio State or LSU LSU uh, it, I think LSU got in because of us okay so I think it would have been Ohio State it was yeah and that, those Ohio State boys I understand they're big they're strong fucking Steve and Pat had a different speed yeah. it, that oh, would yeah. have been different well we would have won. We would have fucking won. But instead, we ended up losing that game. And uh, what happened to our team, uh, Rich Rod leaves. He goes to Michigan. Uh, there's new people brought in that are planning for the future, not really for the current. So, like, our senior year just kind of comes a wash. And it just is a moment that I have tried to basically bury deep because of how much guilt I feel from what happened that evening. Uh, because the people that I care about, my teammates, my family, my friends at West Virginia that I got to know, uh, my roommates that I lived with there who are also on the team, their friends and family, I guess, at the same time, those people, what they had to experience because of my performance in the first quarter, it was just the worst night of my entire life. Um, thought about maybe disappearing, never being seen again after that. I was told it by a lot of people walking by our house. Had a lot of bottles thrown at our fucking house. Had bottles thrown in my car. Everybody knew where I lived because I fucking was always out and about. And we had a massive... Uh, team chemistry building barbecue right? oh, yeah. yes. every single year yes. was not a party it was no, not a party correct. it was a team chemistry building barbecue at the end of training camp and the entire city fucking showed up at it so literally everybody knew where I lived and on that particular evening I learned a quick lesson about you can be known by a lot of people you can be loud but if you don't do your fucking job they are certainly going to let you know about it I uh, hit Rock bottom, I'd say, that evening. I, at one point the next day, I got in my car. I kind of just drove away, was going to disappear, never come back, didn't talk to anybody. For whatever reason, I turned back around, and my teammates uh, were so cool. And they talked to Reed this week for Sports Illustrated. Ross Dellinger did. Reed Williams was my roommate. And he told his story. And Ross Dellinger writes for Sports Illustrated. I don't like doing interviews. I don't like talking to people. Uh, there's too much of me right now anyways. And also, anytime I talk to somebody, they'll take like a tiny quote from me. And everybody hears how I speak every fucking day. They'll take a tiny quote and then they'll insert their opinions on what I was thinking. But if they would have just continued to quote, you'll get exactly how I'm actually fucking feeling. So I don't really enjoy the whole media game because A, too much. B, they're never going to accurately depict what I actually mean because I'm a fucking, you know, idiot. And it's hard to understand that. So Ross had reached out to me. He wrote the Sports Illustrated article and I did not answer. I don't know Ross like that. He came on our show. We're not like he doesn't follow me. I don't follow him. We I, I'd never met him in real life. I respect and appreciate his work, but he wanted to talk about 13.9. I was like, I don't I don't want to talk about this. So he interviews my guy, Reed. Reed tells me, hey. 
you're going, this guy's just asking about you basically. So this story is going to happen whether you want to give your side or not. So I called Ross. I thought he did a great job with it. I thought he was very, very kind. I thought he was very nice. I appreciated the opportunity to talk about it because reading that article and everybody that's reached out to me since that article has come out yesterday has been a really fucking cool story and a cool moment for me that I think I needed. So like, I think these last two days have been a lot. For me, there's been a lot of guilt that has been felt. There's been a lot of bad memories that have been brought up, but there's also been a lot of closure, I think, with a lot of fucking people, including me and Coach Rod, texting each other mm -hmm. the nice. last couple of days. So like, <clears throat> I hope tonight West Virginia wins by a thousand. Gonna be tough. Mm -hmm. I think that pit team's ready to go. Yeah. But I am excited to be back into a, a state of mind which hasn't happened, I don't think, ever, where I'm like, yeah, I went to West Virginia. I was a part of that. I feel like I accomplished a lot. Yeah, I tweeted this this morning. It's the first time I've ever really done something like this about my college thing. But I feel like getting a lot of messages from a lot of people that I thought I let down and a lot of people that I thought would hate me forever and them sending me a message being like, bro, come the fuck on. We all hate it, but come on. I mean, I was a fucking guy, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, two <laughs> different positions, two different positions. Mm -hmm. I was All-American, all-time leading scorer, obviously two-time BCS champ because I rode coattails of that. Ray Guy finalist, grows a semifinalist, and uh, I don't talk about it ever. I, I always have my jersey here, but I never talk about it because if I was to talk about it, the only thing that's going to come up is how I should think about going back to that spot in my mind where I wanted to fucking kill myself. So... I am happy and proud of what I accomplished. I am lucky that I was a part of that team. I will never be able to go back and uh, make those kicks now, but I will say forever, fucking eat shit pit. Tonight, let's <laughs> oh, yeah. go. I hope Neil Brown finds a winner. It'll be a lot of weight off of my shoulders if they fucking win a national championship. That'd be fantastic. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but Graham Harrow winner. Yeah, true. Shots, we shall see. So I'm excited for tonight. For a lot of reasons, and uh, it feels like football is happening, happening right now. Super excited for tonight. Not a surprise that Morgantown is going to take over Akershire Stadium. I would, if you're from Pittsburgh, you either most likely root for Pitt, Penn State, or Morgantown, and I think Pitt probably has the least percentage of fans in the city. Morgantown, no, it's West Virginia University. It's the whole state. Hell yeah. Yeah, just versus a fucking neighborhood. Yeah, that was Pac-Man, too. You're going to tell him? You didn't him? love that. What are you going to do? Well, I have, no dog in fight. I have no dog in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> I have no dog in the fight tonight. Obviously, in the back of my head, I'm like, yay, Pitt, because it's I'm from Pittsburgh, whatever. It didn't go there. It doesn't matter to me. I actually enrolled and was accepted. was going to go to West Virginia, but decided to play football in college, so it didn't go to West Virginia. Um, but, like... You've been great in our locker room. I am, no, I wouldn't Go play dudes. football there. I would just drink. The well, yeah, time. but like the week you were on the team, yeah, sure, sure, sure. which happened to a lot of people. Oh, I'm a walk on. I'm gonna be a college football player. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I'm not gonna be back next week. I don't. He's <laughs> bars guy. Yeah, that is it. But like the whole the whole exactly. city's gonna be a buzz tonight. Um, but yeah. Pitt brings back all five, actually all seven O-linemen. Their top seven linemen are back. They uh -oh. had number two in the nation in sacks last year. They're all back. Six all-conference starters are back on D. Jesus. They, That's a lot. We're boosting the seven w and a half. Here we go. WVU also has five O-linemen back, but they were 100th in the country last year in sacks giving up. But um, Only up from here. Only way is up. But it's, hard, yeah. it's hard to replace fucking Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison on offense. So uh, There you go. And then JT Daniels, maybe he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Who knows? Yesterday, we didn't even know if he was the starter. So I'm assuming he's not. But <laughs> okay. if he was in an actual battle with maybe the backup who played last year, was it that who, Jarrett? There was two guys who played Doge? last year. There was, yeah, Doge it was Hoagie, Dogie, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Dogie. Dog. <laughs> Relax. Dogie, Dogie. This guy's been ruined enough on a football field. We don't <laughs> yeah. need you guys yeah. burying him as well. You're right. West Virginia team was 6-7 last year. I mean, it's not that bad. 
that is bad when you think about our team, though. Hey, Diva, our, the team that I was lucky to be on. Shh. Hey. Hey. We were fu- that team was a bunch of fucking Pat, Pat dogs. Was ahead, it was ahead of his time at that at that quarterback position. That old line, that zone running scheme you guys had, obviously Slayton, weapons outside of receiver as well. Um, y'all had dogs up and down, up and down that roster. Richie Rod, I felt like it was great. Had no clue he was that type of person. Because oh. from the other, from the outside looking in, you see him at the, you know, the Big East stuff. Like, oh, this is a cool coach. I love to play for that guy. <laughs> Hey, he probably is cool. I mean, I've never probably seen him not. as like a person. Seems like yeah, just a normal. I've never like hung out with him as a human. I've only experienced him as coach to player. Yeah. He did not want us to like him. Like that was a very, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of college coaches that way though. Yeah. So, you know, you said he'll probably be back in the SEC soon. He's yeah, like he's doing his thing somewhere. Hey, he's at Jacksonville State. They just beat the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of yeah. yeah. And he was not, did you see, three, two minutes left uh-huh. in the game. His hat's sideways about to <laughs> fucking explode. Yeah. Massive dogs in the game too. Not like it was, you know, they were favorites. They were massive dogs. And I'm sure he let them know that. Yeah. Like, he is just mm-hmm. one of those guys who is the most passionate human I've ever seen about the little, yeah. the smallest thing he is most passionate about. And as I grow older, and I told him this, like I've respected what and why and how he did what he did to us yeah. more and more, you know, like as I get older. Now, there are certainly some things that if I was in his position, I would have done very different, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are certainly some times that I was asked to, you know, potentially do a Rich Rod, Rich Rod impersonation in front of Rich Rod. Okay. And I took that as an opportunity to point out some of the fucking things you have done in the last Got year <laughs> that we all have seen. And it's like, maybe we need to move on. But I think he was, with that group we had, I mean, I don't want to bash the group because of how good of a group it was of humans. But like, it was almost like last chance you. It was like, yeah. it almost was like last chance you, our team. We sure. have... The amount of arrests since college that have come out of that locker room, and I'm not talking about for, like, petty crimes. I'm talking about we had some fucking, like, dogs in there. And uh, everybody bought in, and everybody wanted to go to work and make – I think we all wanted to go win everything. And that's why it hurts so bad that, like, it didn't happen because I feel like, obviously, I'm a massive part of it. I feel like I was a good player for the team. I did not show up in the biggest night that we had. Now, granted, we played in a bunch of bowls. We all all got those fucking games. You guys scored nine fucking points, so, you know. Yeah, Pat got hurt. Pat was five of ten. But if it's not mm. for if it's not for Pat and Rich though, like I don't think that right, locker room yeah, is yeah. a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, that's yeah, exactly. But like Pat White, we would have walked into fucking Baghdad with Pat. By the way, might have won with the group that we had. Sure. We go into fucking Baghdad. Yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome to be a part of, and that was my first welcome to football. A couple of like you know how many guys got arrested and stuff like that, or had a bunch of issues coming in, and it was like you mentioned, like last chance you pretty much, and you couple that with how Morgantown was like if Rich Rod would have been a candy ass like you guys probably would have had a much different team like yeah. guys getting arrested kicked off the team you know like you you I needed mean, I, someone I mean I was a part of the problem <laughs> well, I, I was a massive part of the problem yeah and then you get out loans you know when it's penny pitchers and you have $40,000 in money out that you Lost just got pitchers. loans out from a 2am it's my money and I want it now mm-hmm. oh paying good 20-30% interest on this no All right, that's deal. a good deal give me the cash now I'm on full scholarship if it doesn't work out and I don't go to the NFL I'll be broke like everybody else everybody else was in debt I might as well be in debt which I mean might have might never had to pay for anyways. Yeah, yeah, true. Depending upon how it all goes, and then if it ends up working out, I'll just pay off this forty thousand dollars cash, seventy five thousand, whatever it ended up being uh, at the time. So we were having a blast, dude. Then the off season, the basketball team was fucking making runs. Yeah, oh yeah, filthy. 
Morgantown was awesome. Hoggy. You hated playing in uh, Morgantown, I assume? No, I liked it. Loved the environment. I hate getting my ass kicked. And then especially how y'all played the game. It was a lot of running. So I played, you know, obviously corner. So it was miserable. I think yeah, one year y'all might have had like four, 500 yards rushing. Like Christ. literally. I knew it was bad too. And the D-line coach came to the sideline <laughs> and told our D-lineman, hey, I'm snapping the ball. Just run sideways. And like, <laughs> I've never heard that before. So uh, because you had that zone scheme where you had you didn't have like a big, you know, a bunch of three hundred twenty pound guys on the whole line. You had like athletic offensive linemen that can move side to side, and then Slayton or White would just find the seam and it'd be ugly. And then the oh, and ten times that they did throw the ball, it would be wide open because you had nine guys in the box to stop the run. So it was it was tough. And the wide receivers that we had, Darius Raynaud is yep. maybe the most explosive human I've ever seen yep. in my life. He would put his foot in the ground. And it was just because they had to pack the box, so to try to stop the zone or whatever option, yep. they would throw it out to him, and he would have one on one, and you make that one person miss, which he would, and then it was just a race Gone. basically every single time. Yeah, Schmidt, o- Owen back. Schmidt as yeah. the dive, that was awesome. <laughs> he he was, used to bleed, be bleeding and shit from his face, face mask broke. Like I mean, it was that you know, big guy too. Uh, he wasn't nah, he wasn't nice like that though. Tall receiver. He didn't he didn't West Lions. Don't they, there's no reason for you to shit on him. I had to fight because I remember seeing him like six seven, six eight. Yeah. So, oh shit, yeah, he's, you know, he, he made the NFL. Another Woody Hager. Yeah, he probably got, Damn. I see him get a shot. You gotta, you gotta give him a shot. No, but, yeah, he was a good guy. He's a good player, wrote a book. Dogs, he's an man. author. Wow. And, okay. Yeah, he's, okay, a, he's an author now. How about yeah, it? Yeah, heyday of the Biggie's days, man. Rutgers had, they had guys. Pitt obviously had guys. We, we were on our run. Cincy, South Florida, they, they had a run sweet, like that, Louisville. that division. Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> yeah, Louisville. So, um, a lot of good teams, good coaches, but uh, obviously, you know, Dub V, y'all, y'all right at the top. Yeah, we tried to, at least, I think. And I don't know how. I should have focused a lot more. But, yeah, I should Different focused. experience, so. Feels like I mean, some I don't of know how I was supposed to. I could go to those classes, which I didn't, but I could go and take those tests and just pass them. Yeah. Just from 25 minutes of looking at something. I'm going to go pass this test, forget everything forever. And then there's penny pitchers out right there. Yeah. And I have four teammates that are looking to go because uh, it's somebody's birthday. And I'm not a I'm not a sock player anymore, so I don't have to run like 14 miles mm-hmm. every single day. I mean, it was like a lot of like, what, what? Who would I be <laughs> if I didn't go out? Exactly. Who, why would I not go out? And then I started having a good time too much of the time. Was able to get away with it. And it doesn't show up till when? Until it shows, shows up. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it did. That up. particular night. It was, <laughs> the fuck, it was the fucking universe coming all the way back saying, you should have focused a little bit. Well, things have been a little bit too too easy, too smooth, too nice for you. Boom! 20-yarder left. Bang! 32-yarder right. Uh, and, and that's like missing like that much. I mean, mm-hmm. what happened on it? Who the fuck knows? I have no idea. I still won't know if I did. It just... I fucked up, man. It's a sports. tough thing. It's that's a, a big. That's yeah. a big part yeah. of college, though, is figuring out like, oh, okay, like I, I don't need to go to these classes because guess what? When the test comes around, I can pass them, yep. and then I can get boozed up and have my free time and do whatever. <laughs> that's a big part of college. Figuring Balancing out, life. What do mm-hmm. I like to do? Do I want to go fucking sit in this lecture hall that absolutely stinks and fall asleep and not get anything out of it anyway? Or, or do I want to go get real <laughs> fucked up the night before yeah. and then just roll the dice on the test and guess what? If I get a 75, I'm all good. I'm going to get my degrees. See, listen, but oh, my favorite is after that uh, team chemistry building barbecue one year. We had a couple guys get arrested on their way out. And uh, don't love that. 
Don't don't love that. Yeah, Did not tough. condone that at all. Did not want that to happen at all. Uh, but everybody in the city was at this one. It was awesome. We had a couple. We had a rap concert in the kitchen at one point. Nice. With uh, six six three forty, I think was his name. Six six two forty. Six six three forty. He was this local rapper, man. He was awesome. He six, was six. he was lying about everything. Wavy huge. If I was to give his ac- actual height and weight. It's, it wouldn't be anywhere near what his actual title okay. was. Okay. Six, six, three, forty. <laughs> well, he might have been like six, three, three, eighty, <laughs> four, okay. yeah, right. four, four. But he was a big fucking guy. Made bangers. So we would have. I mean, literally everybody's there. Cops are blocking off the street. You know, like it was just. It was awesome. Normally, it was the first week of school, too. First weekend mm-hmm. of school, so it was like a welcome. Syllabus to, week. Yeah, but all of our coaches were there, too. Like, not the... Yeah. Like, GAs. 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 Every yeah. GA was there. Like, I was getting rides from GAs to go pick up another keg down the street. Like, hey, we need to do this. And obviously, everybody's like, we don't talk about any of this ever. It's like, of course not. Yeah, what are obviously. we doing? So then, obviously, we have some guys get arrested on the way out of there. And... Uh, I get woken up the next morning. I think I passed out on the couch. I get woken up the next morning like, hey, mandatory team meeting, like 8 a.m. or something. We weren't supposed to have anything until noon. So I knew. Yep. Something's wrong. Not, <laughs> yeah. not good, you know. So I'm getting, like, smacked in the face. Like, hey, wake up. We got a mandatory team meeting. So we go up there. And uh, Coach Stu, rest in peace, what a legend. He calls me aside, and he goes, um, he goes, uh, there was some type of party last night, Patrick? And I said, uh <laughs> I think we had a good time. Yeah, we had a pretty good time. He goes, there was a fucking curfew, Patrick. You know that. 11 o'clock, sharp, in your house. I said, I was in my house at 11 o'clock. <laughs> I was 1,000% in my house. He said, I'm going to ask a bunch of people. They all say you were in your house at 11 o'clock. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> okay. I was motherfucking in my house mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock. He goes, your eyes are all bloodshot. I said, I was drunk, but I was <laughs> I was certainly in my house at 11 o'clock. He goes, get your fucking ass in that meeting room. I'm like, all right. So that's So as I'm walking in. I sit next to, uh, I think I was next to Reed probably at the time or somebody, I forget. I was like, have you guys heard what this is about? And uh, everybody's like, no. I was like, well, it's, it's about the party. And they're like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I missed it. I was just talking to Coach too. I, I don't know what you want. And he goes up there. He has all the seniors stand up in this meeting. Rich Rock goes, last night, two of your motherfucking teammates got arrested right before I season even started. Bob, Bob, Bob goes on this whole thing. And he goes, senior, stand the fuck up. So all these seniors stand up. And every one of them is either still drunk or every single one, every single one of them. And then he says, GAs, will you fucking come to the front of the room? Every one of them still drunk. He goes, (laughs) when you're partying and choosing, this is who you're fucking he's like pointing at he's like owen schmidt saying you know what he's been through you're fucking owen schmidt whenever you're not focused on anything owen's like that's right yeah (laughs) owen and i literally were on the run at the end of that night to go grab something together then he points at this ga this guy's sleeping on a fucking couch has a kid has a wife da 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 you're fucking this guy whenever you're choosing to party and do blah 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 well that guy was sleeping on my couch just about two hours ago Mm -hmm. i mean the whole thing so it was really our team was tighter, I think, than like, than ever before, and I think that's why that game is such a uh, such a stab right in the right to the heart uh, when we talk about it. But this week I got to face it a little yeah. bit, and I'll watch it tonight, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll win. Definitely love us to cover, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, we move right into a college football weekend. I think that's about to be epic. Really good weekend. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. We're talking to Joel Klatt in the third hour. He is calling the Penn State Purdue game tonight, and he also has Alabama Texas. I believe. Wow, coming mm-hmm. big game. Yeah, Huge. coming up next week. Uh, that Should could, be an absolute blowout. He's probably got a game Saturday too. 
What do you mean she'd be an absolute blowout? Yeah, come on. Te- Texas even ranked this year? I don't they think they're not. ranked. Yeah, no. Real rich for you to say, though, just talking about your team giving up 500 rushing yards. I mean, yeah, that's old news. Yeah, yeah, our team was on. ranked, though, yeah. yeah. At that time, <laughs> True. we were ranked at that time. Uh-huh. They weren't the only team we were doing that to. Yeah. And by we, I mean I was watching that team. Saw the same jersey on. A lot of me doing this. Yeah, a lot of me doing, all right, all right, boys. Go for two. Go for two. No, no, no. Let's keep those points going. Um so I think the college football season this year is going to be heavy at the top, right? And then everybody else is going to get worked? So it's, it's really heavy, Bama, Ohio State. Uh, is this what's going to happen with NIL? Is this going to continue mm. to be the case? Because I thought USC just spent all the fucking money. How are they not even up in the top, or is it just people don't know? Well, he's taking – USC, I mean, that program was – after Clay – what Clay Helton did to that program was a goddamn travesty, okay? <laughs> after Pete Carroll and then fucking what happened in there – so, like, it may take more than a year for USC. I mean, they did get a lot of fucking recruits in there. They got, they got like, the best running back from Oregon. They got the best running back from Pitt. Obviously, they got one of the better quarterbacks from Oklahoma. So, USC is going to be okay. Utah is another team in the Pac-12 that's supposed to be really good. They're returning everybody. They almost beat Ohio State in the uh, Rose, Bowl. Rose Bowl last year. But it's Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. Georgia. Because they only bring back three guys on no. defense because nine got drafted. But, I mean, they'll probably it's just nuts. reload or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you still have Clemson if they could find a quarterback, stuff like that. But it's probably going to be Ohio State. Bama. Well, I can't wait for this evening. I can't wait to watch and get started. And I can't wait for the fact that we are seven days away from NFL football. Let's My go. It's in September. Hey, we're in September. It's it's here now. How yeah. about it being September already? Welcome Dude. to fall. Welcome to football season. Huge. We battled through the global warming problem. We certainly experienced this. Yeah. Really yeah, and I'm not so sure we might not have a fucking 88 degree day within the next week or so. No. I, I don't want to get too excited because yeah. I did. It was crisp this morning. I put my sweatshirt on. I said this last weekend. It was fucking 95 degrees. So why am I getting ahead of myself thinking that this is just here to stay? I hope it is, but... Listen, beggars can't be choosers. When it's ice cold and there's no sun for four or five months here in Indianapolis, we'll be begging for the summer days. And we'll say, hey, give us the 99, 120% humidity just completely getting baked anytime you walk outside weather. Sure. That's what we'll say then. But right now, I'm fucking sick of that weather. Yeah, me too. And I am pumped that it's September. It has a little crispness to the sky, to the the air right now. Smells like football. Getting into football season. Yeah. And we somehow have made it to September. D-butt. How's the body feel? You're retired now at this point. But I feel like all of us uh, that have ever played football, get a little antsy around training camp time. Get a little antsy around season time. Let's fucking go, huh? Yeah, Let's ready. have an NFL season, d Ready to roll. This is going to be obviously an exciting one for me. Uh, but the league, man, there's so many changes, so many moving parts, different quarterbacks in different places, top wide receivers move, new coaches. My Dolphins look ready. We well, got yeah. Tua. We got, you know, we got guys, Mike McDaniel, new coach. So, um. I'm excited, man. It's going to be a hell of a year. A lot of storylines going in there. Let's go ahead and talk about one that just broke this morning. Russell Wilson oh. has agreed to terms or signed the paper to renegotiate or extend his current contract that he negotiated with the Seattle Seahawks with the richest owner in the NFL, the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson 
And the Broncos have agreed to terms on a five-year, $245 million extension. He gets $165 million guaranteed. That's officially locked in. Now, Jeez. he has two years remaining on his current deal. So they think that this is actually totally a seven-year deal worth $296 million. He is 34 years old, $165 million of that guaranteed. So this conversation automatically leads to, hey, let's ride. Let's hey, ride. Bro. Let's ride. Let's ride. Okay, 165 million guaranteed. Let's, Let's ride. ride. Locked into Denver for seven years. Let's ride. We got the richest owner in all of the NFL. Let's ride. Is what his agent said whenever he went in there to renegotiate and get this thing a little bit longer. Let's get the let's get the business uh, you know long term. Mm -hmm. Let's get this partnership to really mean something. Let's go to work right here, and that is awesome for Russell Wilson. Awesome for the Broncos. Congratulations to everybody. Now, what does this mean for Lamar Jackson, what? Joey Burrow, and everybody else that's going to be looking for a deal? Russell Wilson has already been paid. This will be his yep. third contract that he's made. So it's not his first contract like Lamar, Joey Burrow, and Kyler Murray was just seeking uh, a couple weeks ago. But the $165 million guaranteed as opposed to the full contract being guaranteed, everybody on the internet saying, this is bad news for Lamar Jackson. Other people on the internet, agents around the NFL, are saying Russell Wilson just did the NFL a favor. He got this deal done with not a fully guaranteed so that nobody else expects it. First, Kyler didn't do it. Now, Russell Wilson, who's already won a Super Bowl, is Russell Wilson. He's not taking a fully guaranteed deal. So now no other quarterbacks can expect a fully guaranteed deal. Now, that's a very negative way to look at it. 165 M's guaranteed for your third contract is a hell of a fucking deal. Yeah. But what does this mean for Lamar Jackson going forward? I think he still has his exact same business group yeah. that he had a day ago, and I think he will going into whenever the negotiation finally ends. Shouldn't mean shit when it comes to Lamar. He should be in his own ballpark. Like we just said, uh, Russell's be 34 this year. You know, Lamar is 25, so has at least another 10 years you would expect um, ahead of him. Um, I'm still sitting in the same place. You give Lamar four years, 200 and some change, make him the highest paid, make him the highest paid annually, um, do right by him, and then he's back at the table before 30, and, you know, the Ravens, they're, they can make another decision three, four years down the line if they want to move on. But um, I don't think this changes it for Lamar. Um, great, great deal for Russ. I think so. Know, 34 this, years. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, like, oh, this fuck yeah. Lamar. I'm like, what, dude? Like, this is yeah. This is a this is another. You get – okay, so you get rich Ooh. if you get drafted early and you make your first contract. Yep. Second contract, you're kind of sniffing the upper richness. You get wealthy in, like, your third, fourth contracts which is where Russell is, Lamar is still on his rookie contract. Yeah. So acting like that contract that Russell just signed is anything like what Deshaun or what uh, Lamar should sign, very different. Now, the Deshaun one, I guess you could also say, because he got paid by Houston already. Yeah. But yeah. it's in a division. He didn't finish that, and he's still in his So it's like Lamar should not change his tune at all, no, I don't think. No. Even though everybody on the internet's like, he's going to fucking ruin it for Lamar. It's like... Not if I'm Lamar. If I'm Lamar, it's like, hey, good for Russ. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Russ. Way to go. Uh, now for me, 
Deshaun went yeah. fucking this yeah. guy. Yeah, we still we still up here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. the first one. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> if Russ was a rookie and had accomplished Correct. what Lamar has accomplished, his agent and his deal would be looking for exactly what Deshaun's doing. So I don't think this changes fucking shit. No, I feel like if anything, like guys who have already had their deals like Josh Allen and Mahomes and probably even you could maybe throw Kyler in is like, oh, okay, so now when I turn 34, okay. this is kind of like the base. Or even when I turn, you know, 30, 32, because Mahomes, what, he'll be at the end of his 10-year deal when he's around 34, 35, so now he knows that's how much he can get. Yeah. But do you think that... Do you remember like, we were lied to about how much that was worth? Oh, yeah, his 470. Deal, his, Mahomes' deal looks better every day for the Chiefs. Yes. Every day. It was supposed to be a $500 million deal. Then it ended up being like a $460 million deal. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, well, that's, that's a little... That's, that's $40 million. I mean, I guess we're just throwing away millions at this point, but $40 million, a lot of fucking million dollars just to throw away. They're like, yeah, we reported that. It's like, no, you didn't. So we don't know what's real and what isn't, I guess, at this point. We could assume this rough deal is real. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like the Mahomes deal, it was awesome in the beginning, but isn't there kind of some thought like because the way that deal was structured is why they couldn't keep Tyreek Hill around because of how big his no, money could, number they was? No, they could keep anybody around. Don't even think about falling into that trap. What are you doing? Well, this I'm just saying, he, well, he's what, $70 million this Ty, year? What's that guy all about? Can't be doing it, dude. Can't be doing it. It doesn't matter. You know it. Still. smacking the mouth. Yeah, it does. Well, you, you're trying to fall into, it, oh, boop, 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 I'm going into network TV real quick. What's it's going it's to matter because it happens. These teams lose guys. It like, I know it. I, I disagree. It just happened with A.J. Brown in Tennessee. They couldn't sign him. They could have signed Tyreek. Tyreek hated Jackson Mahomes. What do you think? Do you I, think it was the money or the, the burial of Jackson Mahomes? I think it was definitely the I money. I think he wanted to catch the most accurate ball in the league from Tua. Well, there's, I, mean. I mean, there's a lot of conversations here that could be had. Who has the most accurate throwing arm in all of the NFL? Tyreek said Tua, and he said, I'm done with this. Get me out of here. They could have paid him if they wanted to pay him, I think. Because they could have restructured Patrick Mahomes. Packers could have paid Devontae. Tried to. Tried, tried, tried to. Tried to pay him, pay him where you got in, in Las Vegas. So, But couldn't because of the guarantees, right? Because of the numbers. You can structure it, though, in any particular fashion. He could take a $1 million salary this year. They could fucking structure this thing to just run this whole thing out. If they really want to keep somebody, they can. That is what we have learned. I don't. What has happened to you? I'm you just honestly sound like, these like t- Mike Florio right now. No, because it's these teams have to pay for it eventually like, they, they I, don't though oh you sound exactly yes, like yes, what these yes, people yes, sound like. it's gonna ha- it happened to new england like we saw it i saw it at least with new england after the end of the brady's whole run because it's stacked up now granted it's only for one year but if you want to keep guys in their prime and give them the top dollar like someone's got to pay for it eventually no that's not real the, the only thing that happens i guess is if your quarterback does leave tom left drew Brees left down in uh the saints so they yeah. had to fucking pay for that they had to cut like nine or ten guys yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. still able to keep a lot of their top guys but i think with the way the salary cap gymnastics has been popping off, I think you can literally pay anybody anything and keep them forever. I honestly believe that if you want to. The Patrick Mahomes thing, it is interesting because that was originally reported 10 year, $500 million. And it's like, God damn, half billion dollars to play football Ooh. is a lot of money. But in a couple of years, it feels like that's going to be like a He's two, three year deal. That. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Well, that's to keep Tyreek, they yeah. could have done He's that too. To. They would have to. That's why I mean, they. Plus, he's the face of you know, the league pretty much, or one of them. And so he's already, what, part owner of the Royals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, he, he, I'm sure he's making sporting cases. State what they Farm did to Tom, right? did, like, Didn't Tom renegotiate like every couple of years? Yeah, every couple of years. And, but he, again, was, you know, not making less yeah. money, but he wasn't making the top dollar that everyone wants now. He was getting it all in signing bonus, though, instead, right? Yeah, some of it. But he still wasn't like year to year, like in he did that top five. Less. Yeah, even even now. Where is he this year? Well, he's making 25. like 20-something. He's still yeah. very low. And he just 
could have won the MVP. Like he was mm-hmm. right there neck and neck with A Rod for the MVP last year, and he's making. A lot of people argue he should have won the MVP last year. Sorry about it. Didn't do the show. That's right. <laughs> the show wins That's MVP. Right. Jim Gray doesn't have the juice. They are Sorry back, though. They are back. Hey. Yeah. Let's go. Season two. Sure, Jim will ask the tough questions about everything. Yeah, the show won't suck. So 20 seasons in New England, Tom Brady made $235 million. Yes. Russell Wilson playing zero seasons in uh, Denver. <laughs> $235 million going uh, for the next seven years. It's a different world. It's a different game. Salary cap is different, too. God and bless with, America. And with that owner, that Robson Walton guy mm-hmm. having all the cash, they can just cash over cap everybody. Yeah. They can literally just ding, boom, boom, move along. How you doing? Keep moving. Can I say something stupid? Sure. You said it's a seven-year deal? Uh, it's a five-year extension. Okay. Two years left. Yeah. Okay. Two years left, is Baltimore. That a, I mean, Russ... Russ hasn't been the most healthy of guys recently. And what, because his mallet oh, finger? Are you talking about his mallet oh, finger? Has he even played really good the last two seasons? That's a better question. Whoa. It's better. I mean, that's fair. What are you saying? And you that's want fair. Russ lost. into his upper 30s. What are the Broncos doing? Well, it's at home <laughs> to Tony Wolford and Jared Goff, who had a broken finger. Oh, that team, though. Seattle, they, I mean... The He's Broncos. running for his life up there. Yeah, exactly. They're sick of watching Trevor Simeon sling the ball around. They'll pay Russ. True. Well, also, John Elway. Trevor Simeon. No offense, Drew Locke. We like Drew Locke. Right. Probably has probably a great dude, if we had to guess. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke, Brock Osweiler, they pay. Yeah, yeah they're done with Trevor Simeon. Flacco. 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 Memphis. Flacco a dog, by the Paxton. way. Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Lynch. Number two. Or hey, he, he looked like the uh, V for Vendetta mask, yeah, the anonymous mask. Yeah. Yep. That guy. Like, mustache and the perfect draw. Yeah, it's a good point. They just, yeah. Was I mean, Guy Fox. Or great something? point. Yeah, yeah, Guy Fox. LA also, also, anymore, it doesn't matter because these guys are spending how many millions of dollars on their bodies. Like, I think the jet, like the the age of when you can play quarterback is changing. Like, it's yeah. not, I mean, granted, now if you get your fucking brains blasted in, like, that's different, but... Outside of last year, Russ has been healthy, you know, and I think that was a big part of like their offensive line should be better in Denver. It was really bad in Seattle for what like the last three four years. Like yep. he 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 said he wants to play another ten years there. Like who who's to say that he's not going to play? Tell he he seems like he's kind of got that Brady in him, like a little bit a little bit wacko. Like would really like to play as long as he he could. He might end up playing until he's forty five. His mallet finger too. Um, he could have played with it probably. Hmm. I mean, when he couldn't play, he was playing. Yeah, that's right. That was awesome. So you hear that from this Denver guy loves too. the football. Yeah, yeah. his walkthroughs like something they've never seen before. Is what a lot of players on Denver were doing. Full pads and walkthrough. You heard about this? I have. He wore his jersey the other day. No surprise. Hey, it's it's, it's worked for him thus far. You know, he he's has already it? Had, that's what Diggs was saying. You are agreeing. He's already had a Hall of Fame career. Um, you look at his passer rating. Obviously, winning the Super Bowl. Um, he didn't miss any games up until the mallet finger shit. Now, I feel like this is going to be a different phase of his career. This is going to be the career where now he has to more so carry these teams as far as on his arm, letting Russ really cook. Can he do that last couple of years? Even when he came back from the finger, he didn't play great last year. He didn't. And he had a good weapons on the outside, Metcalf, Lockett, um, not a great old line. They were kind of a run-first team. So it's going to be interesting going into this year with uh, Hackett, who A-Rod speaks very highly of. Uh, he's got some weapons, lost one of them um, with Tim Patrick, the deep shot guy, but um, still got some good receivers. So it'd be interesting. A lot of money, but shit, what's your alternative at this point? Now, quarterback position? And if the salary cap continues to go up, which everybody's projecting and predicting, is it a lot of money? Because they'll be able to do the cash over cap with him if they or anybody else. They're going to sign guys, too. Yeah. I mean, Denver has a lot of selling points for guys. I oh, know yeah. everybody thinks like Miami in L.A., 
in Tampa is, you know, no state income tax is obviously a massive advantage as well. So Vegas is going to take advantage of that over in Nevada. But like Denver has some selling points mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Nice and if they, too. it is nice, isn't it? That's beautiful. I probably good live in Denver than other places you mentioned. Well, I understand that. But a lot of guys like come from, you know, Florida, Texas, California, Valley. Louisiana, Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So if they, at the end of their careers, get an opportunity to travel back to the warm weather, mm -hmm. that it doesn't hurt every single day you wake up, guys do that. But if you've got a quarterback, and Denver's going to have a lot of cash behind it with this Robson Walton, a lot of cash behind it. And Denver is a – you could sell Denver to people. Look for them to get not just some weapons for Russ, but look for them to be in the market for a lot of weapons for Russ. And what Russ wanted whenever he was in Seattle, what, I want to be remembered as top five quarterback all time. Mm -hmm. And the way we're playing with the offensive line we have, that's going to – we don't know if that was a real quote or not, but that was allegedly his big gripe. Mm -hmm. So they're going to try to get him as many weapons as possible, I would assume. And with the cash flow that is now available with the richest owner in the NFL being there, Robson Walton mm – -hmm. He, this is not just a this year thing, I think, and that's why they wanted to lock in Russ long term. They are going to spend some fucking money over there in Mile High. Yeah, like we say, it's a lot of money. Like it's not for this guy. Like he could wipe <laughs> his ass with that. It doesn't matter. He could do this deal a hundred, hundred times over, and it could be terrible every time. It's like, oh, who gives a fuck? It, are people it, still in a Walmart parking lot? Exactly. Line? It doesn't matter. Like he, 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 you know, and and he probably has no idea either. He's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in there. He's like, so what? We're we gonna give Russ five hundred million guaranteed, or oh, he only wants one sixty five. Okay, well, fuck it. Yeah. 165, we gave that to fucking some city in Arkansas. Yeah. What, what are exactly. we even? Russell Wilson? Yeah. You kidding me? Give him 200 for his troubles. Can we give him another card? So I saw the Rolls Royce. It was an outdated version. Can we get him a new <laughs> one or that? Like, that is real. Whenever you get that owner that has that amount of money and hopefully that aggressive, in the uh, which we can only judge him off his brother in law. Yeah. Which is Cronky with the Rams. Mm -hmm. How long has he been there? A while. Long time. Been there a while. Okay. Yeah. Was he in St. Louis? St. Louis, yeah. Well, he's the one who. Uh huh. Yeah. And by the way, fucked up. St. Louis did not deserve that. Hey, we love St. Louis. Go Battlehawks. Go Wheelhouse, too. The brunch. Mm -hmm. Yep. The best. Diva, this brunch place was hey, electrifying. I'm down. leaving St. Louis for LA, too. Not if you've been to Wheelhouse. It's clear that Kroenke never went to Wheelhouse. Yeah, or That's Bush Stadium. You think it was Bush Stadium, maybe? Yeah, Cardinals games are a great environment. Yeah, I assume that's because everybody goes to Wheelhouse first and then they go there. I don't, I don't doubt it. What was it, 11.30 in the morning? Oh, it was oh, early, yeah. 11.30 in the morning, just full on. Were the Blues Club. in the playoffs at that time? I don't know uh -huh. if they're in the playoffs, but it was a Blues game. They yeah, had a game at okay. 2 o'clock. Yeah. And the Cardinals, didn't they have a game as well? I think that evening, yeah, and then yeah. Royal Rumble was in time. Yes, Boom. there it is. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> was, Trifecta. it was prime for the Wheelhouse. And I'll, I'll tell you what, they hit a home run. Yeah. Good day in the gateway to the West. That's right. And you, you look at that arch and you go, this is a good city. And then Fox won't remember it because he was taking show, so many shots at Wheelhouse. Well, this guy was on a shot ski fucking 11.35 yeah. a.m. It was impossible guy. not to. That's how awesome that place Damn. was. Sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. can I Ooh. please get a uh, yeah, a little wakey wakey? Yeah, uh, can I get some B's and G's in this place? <laughs> yeah, we do it. You do have biscuits and gravy. Yeah, all right, I'll take those, Foxy. Give me uh, two shots, skis. Why? Why? I'll find some friends here. Why? Why? A little cold beer. Why? What is that vodka? Why? What type of vodka? Why? Tito's. Why? Handmade. Why? Give me fourteen of those. Why? Yeah, Foxy really went after. They it. had two DJs at eleven thirty a.m. Two different rooms, fully bumping. Yeah. Eleven thirty a.m. In the back, DJ having a good time. A uh, couple windows, place fucking banana land. Like it is one thirty a.m. This place. Nice. Okay. Then another room. <laughs> Full sports bar feel, place going crazy. And then I was eating biscuits and gravy yep. at the fucking oh, yeah. great 
great biscuits and gravy. This, box this city is missing one of those. Yeah, yeah. Wheel, wheelhouse would do very well if it was in Indianapolis. But to be honest, I don't even know if the laws would allow wheelhouse to exist. You're not allowed to have a happy hour here in this state. True. Really? really? We so also you, got people getting shot and killed just right downtown. Not just people. Yeah. Say, uh, True. Special fucking yeah. forces. Dutch mm-hmm. special forces. I don't know if, uh, yeah, it's like that. There's. Yeah. That's great. Seals of Holland. St. So St. Louis was like the murder capital of the world for a long time. They changed it. U.S. Probably not the world. You can break a lot of bread in Wheelhouse. You can put your differences aside. Hell yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wheelhouse, dude. Yeah. That place was awesome. All right, a couple other things happened around the world of NFL. Jimmy G will practice with the 49ers for the first time this year today. Here we go, Jimmy. He's been watching their practices from afar, behind the media, behind the fans on another field, so he can go and rehab his surgically repaired throwing shoulder that happened off season. He's been doing that away from the team, away from the meetings, so that there's no confusion on who the starting quarterback is. This is Trey Lance's team. That's right. Oh, yeah. There's a fucking handsome Italian guy on that field right over there. He's led us to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship whenever he's healthy. When he's hurt, we fucking suck. But, I mean, maybe, right? We saw what that guy was missing throws. Let's bring him back. Bang, will you restructure your deal to make a lot less money than what you're guaranteed, but probably more than what you would make on the market if you were to be cut right now? Jimmy says yes. He's back in there. He's back at practice. Will there be rusty? But no. Jimmy's been around, right? He knows the deal. he will be sharp. He's been in the building too. Yeah. He's been rehabbing in the building. It's not that big of a deal, is it? Knows the offense, and it'll be. I mean, he'll be getting those. He'll be getting scout team reps now. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Uh, I hope that locker room can handle it. Great move for Jimmy, but uh, Trey, man, that's that's tough on Trey. Uh, Trey was asked by Shanahan about how he's going to handle the situation, if it'll be okay or whatever. I don't know if Shanahan was asking for approval to bring back Jimmy G, but Shanahan on how it It is great conversation. I don't think you can say, hey, Trey, it's your second year. You've played next to no football. Do you mind if we do something? But Shanahan at least talking to him is a smart move and a smart play in setting the dynamic up for the rest of the year. When I told Trey that Jimmy was going to come back, he said, awesome. That dude was awesome for me last year. When you have a quarterback room that likes each other, it makes it more enjoyable to come to work, says Trey to Shanahan, to oh. Shanahan to the reporters. There we go. Okay. Settled. Not a problem at all, it sounds like. Settled. Yeah. Feels pretty good. Also, story's over. Like, I know it's been kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I don't know who they play the first week, but like, Chicago. If, okay, so probably not, but what if the 49ers go three and out on their first three possessions <laughs> and the Bears score, like, two touchdowns and they're down, like, 14 nothing in the first quarter? Like, isn't, like, the allure to be like, all right, fuck it, bring in Jimmy G. Like, that's going to happen. So that's what I've been saying this entire time. Yeah. And a lot of media people told me that I'm a child and I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's going to be hard for me just as somebody who has sat on a sideline of a lot of games. A lot of games. I've been on the sideline, front row seat, heard conversations that most people don't get to hear. Watched the game from a better perspective than everybody else got too. As soon as somebody starts sucking, that isn't necessarily, <laughs> you know, like it, it's hard for everybody else on the team not to be like, hey, weren't we fucking just impossible? It's impossible for people not to do that, even if you are have as little input on strategy or the game as the fucking punter. It's hard not to be like, hey, when we were running like two-minute offense, we are fucking going right down the field. Is there anybody? Who can we talk to? Hey, how come you guys aren't fucking doing this? Like, that happens. These are just natural things that take place. If Trey comes out there and he's throwing these fucking Tim Wakefield balls that he was throwing against Houston, Mm -hmm. it is going to be hard for everybody. And that's why I've said this. It's going to be hard for everybody not to be like, 
okay, maybe a couple weeks. We give Trey mm-hmm. a couple more weeks. It's going to be difficult. I honestly believe that. Yeah, that's tough. Not, I don't think as early as the first game, but uh, AB asked me this on the pod this morning. And, uh, he was a man-to-man like, podcast man, currently. Yeah, man-to-man pod. So he asked me, kind of put the GM head coach hat on. You know, what do you do if you get the week, you know, five and they're one and four? You know, do you, what do you, or if they're two and two, what do you do? If they're one and four, I'm like, hey, we just keep riding with Trey. We keep riding with Trey. We just, we got to go. We're all invested in this. Shanahan and Lynch, they already signed an extension. They're going to be good. You know, you're kind of two and two, but the quarterback is stinking. Now you maybe make a switch. You know, you're 500, three and two. Maybe. One and four, we're dead. One and four, you're kind of, you're kind of dead. Oh and four, no, you know, last it's, year. it's different. So um, it, it really depends. But as a player, you can't take any years for granted. Like as a coach, as a GM, maybe you can say, okay, to trust the process type shit. But as a player, that doesn't exist. You don't want to be a free agent, you know, coming off of five and 12 football team. Like you want to win every year. Uh, AB played 14 years and went to two Super Bowls. I, I played nine, only had one AFC championship appearance. Like you don't, you never know when you're going to get there and if you can ever get back. So the players, it get quick, you know, two, three, four games. You're like, shit, this guy's Practices Jimmy. even though. Like they'll yeah. see in practice. I, like all these conversations that they're going to have to somehow monitor so they don't become actual cancers in the locker room. And that sounds like such a shot at the locker room. And I don't mean it to be because there's OGs in that locker room. There's a lot of people that are supposed to, you know, kind of take care of the vibes of the locker room. There's a, that's a big part of a team building process. But just natural human instinct is like, this guy's impossible to get a hold of in the offseason because he's probably on an island fucking somebody. But, like, whenever he's on our team and he's playing for us, we win. Like, it's yeah. going to be very difficult not to do that, especially with a team that's ready to go. Like, that ready team's to ready go. to fucking go right now, and they all know it. I just – I love Trey. I hope Trey is incredible. I think what um, we were told by Lombardi himself yesterday, like, hey, there's days where Trey's unstoppable. So, I think us just assuming Trey's going to suck – is also kind of a slight. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But I'm if, not, if he not. does, I'm not assuming he's yeah. going to suck. But if he does, it's going to get fucking loud. And that's just, I don't know how you stop that. I don't know how you stop humans that have a direct benefit or direct loss yeah. from somebody else's performance from not having an opinion of like. You don't because he hasn't earned it, right? Mm-hmm. When you watch those games, he only played, what, a handful of games, and you're like, has this guy earned this, or is this happening because he well, was the third overall pick and they gave up oh, a yeah. lot of draft well, That means he earned it. That's what that means. And I, nature I, the beast. That's yeah. why we don't know how you fucking monitor. I don't know how you monitor. Well, even if they're one in four. Like last year they started off terrible and they still made it on the playoffs. Like if you're one in four and you look at that back half of the schedule like we looked at yesterday, like the first five games are probably the easiest. Like it only gets harder. If you go with Jimmy, you might have a chance to sneak in. But like why would you just quit on the season at one and four? The Colts even. The Colts started off terrible. The Patriots started off terrible. And then what? And then they made a run. You guys. And, and then, you know, we didn't lose. Actually, we did lose the last game of the season, but we already clinched. You guys lost last game of the season. Didn't what did Lombo say to us? He, Lombo said, good teams start good. Start and yeah, finish. Yeah. Yeah. He said, like, the storyline is always, oh, this team could get good. And he's like, stats tell us that that's not. Yeah. Like, teams that don't start good aren't going to win the Super Bowl. And was, I wanted to combat him immediately and be like, no, no, the Giants, remember? Coughlin was about to get fired middle of the season. They were like, whatever it was. And then they went on a run. They win the Super Bowl. They beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And then I wanted to think of another example. 
And I just couldn't do it. It was like, <laughs> I just couldn't. The Packers, right? So while he was giving his answer, I couldn't really. Yeah, that's yeah. two times, though. Like, Oh, in, no, exactly. Yeah, it's like rare. 20 years or whatever, 30 years. I mean, it is like uh, teams got to start good. Yeah. So if you don't start good, I think to back up what Darius was saying, stats say you're probably going to be fucked anyways. You might as well give Trey an entire season, I think is what He's you I mean, they're, they're tied to him. They're tied to his success, Lynch and, um, Lynch and Shanahan. He has to be good at some point. They signed Jimmy, too, though. You got, yeah, and they, now you got Jimmy. You got, no, yeah, you got no trade clause, so you can't just ride that wave this year and give Trey another you know, sure. year and then you know have Why some not? Trey packages maybe. But, you know, Trey's got to be good. And, it, and it's, it's unfair Trey to him. Trey can be good. It's, it's unfair to him because, once again, you look at the crop of quarterbacks, the guys that did play the full year last year, Mac Jones, Trey, uh, Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, like most of those guys struggled Dog. mightily, um, except for Mac. Mac had a pretty good year. But, um, you know, it's a lot on his plate. No bull. Yeah, he had a pretty good year, no bull, but, you know, still got absolutely tattooed in the playoffs. So. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Made the playoffs for the rookie quarterback. Yeah. yeah. yeah dude, that's, Spent which 150. Is what which is what they're going to have to go through. Kind of this year with Niners are going to have to go through. Like, basically going to be a rookie. It's his first time seeing a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah that's what's tough. So you get into a big game when it matters, like Mac did. Mm -hmm. Like there's a chance teams are going to do a little shit a little bit different than maybe everybody else did because it's the playoffs and it matters. And that's when the inexperience fucking, whew, here it is, especially in a position where you have to dissect shit. Like it's just natural. I don't know. I feel like we're all staring down the same outcome here. If Trey is an anomaly and comes in and is just – Freak show. Jimmy G will be an incredible backup like he was, I assume, Tom Brady will be able to do it. Yeah. Yep. But if he struggles at all with that team, it's going to get loud. Football! He's here to massive college football games tonight. The toxic table looks fantastic. At Ty Schmidt. At Boston Connor. One half of the hammer. Done! Cowboys Tone Diggs is also here. And back again, live in stew with some fresh air maxes on. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius J. Butler. Hey, hey it's been great having you here, man. It's been great to be here, man. Honestly. It's been fun. Connor and Foxy are unbelievable shooters, aren't they? They're locked in. Me and Foxy, we went we went toe to toe yesterday. He got me. He got me in. Yeah, I mean that's gonna happen again. Yeah, shot. He was locked in. And you saw the video. Yeah, yeah. He's got a clean he's jump. Three too. You got to you got to get on him. I don't know how he is in games. Might get a little winded. I don't know how it is with hand and face, but I do. I do tell you this: that net is broken over there, the chain net, mm -hmm. because Foxy's a fucking. He's yeah. a sniper. I've yeah. seen it firsthand. Connor has become one as well. For now. You know why? Connor just got dunked on by Foxy, even by me. Connor just getting fucking ruined in this office. This dude went to work. We're talking like 100 makes a night before leaving the mm -hmm. office. Like oh, yeah. he's a kid again. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he showed up and it was splash town. He was getting real loud, talking, calling people out. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what you're potentially running into in this office. People fuck around, come into this office, and they have no idea what they're yeah, about to get. I'm 0 for 3 in this motherfucker right now. But, uh... <laughs> I'm going to make my mark in the Thunderdome. Well, I got something for the ass. You know, I, you know Thunderdome has the opportunity to open it up a little bit. Yes. Thunderdome has a, you know, it's going to have a little bit oh, more yeah. space. Oh, a little bit run. of run. Yeah. So you can, not only does the running involve a little bit more cardio and athleticism, sure. there's also more time to, like, kind of talk. 
you know, because in a lot of these shooting games, things are quick. Exactly. When you're going back from one end to the other, there's a lot of, hey, that was a good shot. That wasn't bad there. A little strong, right? A little strong. And then bang, we're back on the other end. Now you're fighting a three-front war. Yes. You know, athleticism is a problem. Uh, you're getting your chirped at. Your mental is, is battling. And the hoop gets smaller as your vision gets a little bit more tired. So I think the Thunderdome is going to bring out a lot, of, a lot of more aspects from all of our games. Good. Yeah, I'm maybe. looking forward to it. Oh, you're looking forward to it. Goddamn right. He, I heard Darius... Uh, I don't want to break any news that is his, but five white dudes beat Darius in four. Oh, oh is that right? No. YMCA. That happened, D-Bus. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's the wild. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup at the Y down here in Indiana. He said, I'm not going back. Darius said, I'll do these little shooting games with you guys. I can't go back to Ursay's Y last night. Not allowed? Five. The level of competition was not up to par. He still lost. Oh my guys, uh, we're not we're playing any defense. <laughs> Nobody, no, I, I, I just can't. I can't play like that, man. I can't. It's got to be something. I got to have my juices flowing. Uh, but Connor did tell me the real the schedule when the real mm-hmm. guys show up. So I'll yeah. be there when the okay. real guys show up. So the thing about it is, there is certain pickup styles. I enjoy the style that you are saying is not competitive enough. <laughs> it's basically a shooting game that you're just jogging from one side exactly. to the other. No fast yeah. breaks. Yeah, you're just jogging. Mm-hmm. One person's bringing it down. One person will do a fake cut, get to a spot. The other person kind of trailing. Hey, I'm doing some cardio. But really, it's just whether or not who's going to make the most amount of open shots that we're kind of passing around to. That's a great style. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about rolling your ankle ever. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about rebounding. Rebounding is a thing. Nope. And if you get a steal, it's strictly because the pass was an errant one. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not because you actually a made a play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All star game rules. That's how you know the Thunderdome game seems to be. No fast no, breaks. No, 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 no. I, I do believe Darius is looking for actual games. Yeah, well, there. when D comes to, you know, when he comes to the office, fine. You know, I'll just drop him off. Are you going to smack play. the floor? I'll smack the floor. Oh, I don't know. Who are we playing because- to? 21. 11. This fucking asshole. Hey, have one you time. ever heard somebody play a 21 in a pickup game? <laughs> Never. 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 And we're, so we go to the Y to play. I'm like, all right, this is going to be my cardio. I, I forget what it was. 21. I'm, I'm going to get in shape. Uh-huh. It was four nothing at this point. I think we were up. Played three quarters. Of guy dribbling. I met in a deal. I made a deal with the guy that I was guarding. We were playing all star rules. Yeah. We were doing that. So I'm sitting over here on the wing. I had a couple points. Had a couple steals. Did a little bit of running, but I wasn't doing what fucking Connor and this guy were trying to prove. I don't know yeah. what these guys were trying to prove. The guy dribbles down. He goes. Uh, what are we playing to? And Connor, without even thinking, 21. And I like her. I'm, like, I'm sitting on the wing. I go, what? 21? I can't even breathe. It's fucking 4-2 right now. And uh, we played at 15, I think. I, I walked Yeah, I played at 15. Yeah. I said 21 because after the 4 nothing, I looked around and said, oh, okay, so I'm never going to play with these guys again. So we might as well make it till 21. Oh, you want to have a good time. There's no chance they're coming back to the Y after this one. So Yeah, we were Makes playing sense. against some guys. I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, if it's really competitive, nine, make it quick. Get a lot of games. A lot of people yeah. wait. Not well, usually like 11, 12 is, is what you go. First games. Ones and twos, season. yeah? Ones and twos, yeah. You shooting twos or no? Yeah, I'm shooting twos. I'm, I got a oh, mid-range man. game, though, which people don't see often. You know, everybody's shooting threes now. Steph Curry, he, he messed up pickup basketball. Guys dribbling down, pulling up from NBA range, but 
I, I thrive in that mid-range. You're not scared to get underneath that and then in the miscommunication of who's playing where, just a little pull. Elbow jumper. You're Jimmy Butler. Elbow jump, exactly. Off the bank. Yeah. Joining us now is a man who's in an attic in Ohio who will also be in the studio mm-hmm. once a week. Will his knees be able to handle the style of basketball that we're going to play at the Thunderdome? We shall see. Mm-hmm. He's a college football national champion, <laughs> Super Bowl champion, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, Ryder Cup champion, and COVID survivor, multi-time. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. AJ. AJ, how you doing? What's up? I'm uh, I'm on board for the uh, NBA All Star rules. Yes. Absolutely, you, you need to yes. prove to me that you can make threes enough to beat. Yes, exactly. And I'll do this too. Mm-hmm. I'll do oh, this. Yeah. Effort. I'll even turn and box out a little bit if it's a if it's a long rebound. Yeah, if you have to. I mean, <laughs> if I'm seeing the trajectory of that ball and it's either going right or left, and that rebound's not coming straight back. I'm going down the other end. Mm-hmm. I'm already headed. I'm already headed the opposite direction. Oh yeah, I'm posted right up now. in the corner already, yelling for the ball. Absolutely, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. I don't think Darius would like to play with us. I don't think. Sounds like. Have you Def- seen? Any the- I hate defense and basketball. Have you seen any of the videos this motherfucking guy's put on Instagram of him playing? No, he's unbelievable. <laughs> We're not like. No, I'm at the, I'm at the age and the the stage where you're just getting like best case scenario is a broken ankle. Like we're probably tearing Achilles. <laughs> yes, I think both Achilles probably going like we're Cabolin. <laughs> sure. There, there was uh, the fucking like the you know the Michael Jordan gif exactly on the back of it where he like slows down and comes back. Darius is doing that to random fucks in these pickup games around LA fitnesses oh, yeah. and whatever gyms he's playing at mm-hmm. on a regular. You can fuck around and be like. Oh, yeah, I'm playing a little pickup basketball. Pick up the cardio real quick. I haven't played in a while. And then you run into a Darius Butler and it's dead. Oh, my God. And then he's talking shit while doing it. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. Just ruining people's lives in there. I mean, if you don't use it, you lose it, man. So I got I got to keep it. That's the only weird. That's the only place I could really, you know, compete. Why don't do you have like a team of guys? No. So our gym and a lot of these gyms after uh, the pandemic, um, shut down so like my 24-hour fitness down there shut down so we had to find different places so now it's kind of more more coordinated where we actually get together we're in a gym so that way the people that show up you know they're playing you're playing good ball everybody's taking care of each other too everybody got work the next day nobody's getting paid to be here oh yeah so it's, it's high intensity that's not the videos i see like, he's posting you know. yeah no. that guy oh, that those you... are young those are young those are like college football players so they're talking that's when oh, you know you're smelling it. yourself you're talking okay. shit oh they it's the it. old guys like Okay. All right, so that's different. How many, like, retired? Here's the but just fucking around in flip-flops. Oh, How this, you doing? Yeah. Keep this it was, moving. This my, my he my did birthday. that in the office yesterday. Yeah. Just the easiest dunk of all time. Effortless. Hey, he floats, dude. He's you gotta make sure you still got it, man. One of the 36. greatest athletes of all time. How old are you? 36. You're old as fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> old ass. Christ. Yeah, we will God. fucking play oh, with your fucking you old, so old ass. Dude. That's why these whites are beating the fuck out of you at YMCA and pick up basketball, mm-hmm. D-Butt. Old D-Butt that I knew, not old D-Butt. Yes. I'm talking yeah, old yeah, yeah. D-Butt. Previous D-Butt. Never a shot at five whites from Indiana fucking no. slicing and dicing. Was it five on one? It was, it, was, it, was, it was bad, man. It was bad. I had literally no, it's bad. Like, I assume it was fucking on one. Them against like, D-Butt. I can't play like that. Well, I think that's yeah. how D-Butt would have probably ended up playing, but he was probably trying to be kosher. He said a lot of people were telling him when games were. Connor was telling him when games yeah. were. I have a lot of respect for the pickup basketball, but I am certainly – look at that. The mid-range will fade. Always wearing the tights? Always got tights on? Always got to have the tights on, yeah. Two on two. Do you have an arm sleeve or no? Nah. All right. Hey, you ever play with uh, what, Tristan Jass? Is that his name? No, oh, the layup that? guy. Yeah, the layup kid. He goes and schools up. Like, he's a, he's a good little player. He's awesome. And yeah. I think because he doesn't dunk, he doesn't get as much respect. He, he crosses. the girl's arm committed suicide, as you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Treason, that arm. Treason, yeah. Tom Segura's yeah. arm uh-huh. committed treason. Yeah, just kind of yeah. quit on yeah, everything, man. turned against Jeez. his whole body. 
But yeah, I enjoy watching Tristan stuff. Um, I also like uh, Lethal Shooters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lethal Shooters, you know who that is? See him, see him a lot. He's fucking unbelievable. Do you think that there's enough retired NFL guys that play basketball that we could have a couple team league at the Thunderdome? Because then maybe we could stream it, we could put money up on the line. Like a big three though. No, no, I, five, I want five. I think five on five. T.O. would play. It's a lot of players. Yeah. Fats Shipley. I know. He's that, a good basketball player. Yeah. I think, big, I, I, think, I think the big three format would probably be a little better for the older guys. You think so? Yeah. Only half court then? Half, I mean, half court, it, it can get a little little more because there it is more back and forth, up and down, so it could get a little more, a little worse on your joints. But, uh, you know, you get five on five, so a lot of guys. We'll have 4K cameras all around the place, mm-hmm. and we have a full court, and we have an ability to put, like, Bleachers in if we want, I think. Okay. Could do four and four because that would kind of make that the would difference. be worse. Yeah, that's more defense. There's a lot more space. <laughs> I, thought we're doing, I thought we were doing all star games. Celebrity what rules. Playing? I'm playing zone anyway. Seven. Yeah. I mean, I thought we were, we're trying to do less running. Four and four is more running. Yeah. I think you just got to move the ball forward. Nah, more space, more yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More open shots. No, I was thinking you were thinking like seven on seven. <laughs> Who wants to get below the net and box out? I thought we were just doing, hey, shot up. If it's not in, it's a rebound. I want to let everybody know I'll be commentating said league. So <laughs> whatever rules everybody comes up with, I'm not even going to have to worry about okay. or care about. But I think we should try to figure out some sort of uh Hey, also, Pat, stream can game. you set a net up? Can we play volleyball in there? Is it big enough? Oh, yeah. How sweet would that be? I did some research. I found I found a good net. What do you mean? Ooh. There we go. Nice. I think with the we're all Mustangs here fund, we've bought like I think like twenty of those nets. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing the research. Mm-hmm. I do think we have a plug actually in the nets. Yeah. Here we go. In the net department. I'll say before we put holes in the ground. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Oh yeah, you're you do have to. I'm talking about pickleball in. too. Yeah, I don't know if we still want to do that. We're not sliding from pickup basketball to pickleball just yet. Sorry, putting lines on the basketball You can the do it all. Court. You can have it all out there. They're uh, building new courts right by my house. I could walk over there tomorrow and see if they'll come build something outside. Not a botchy court. At a... But there's a botchy court. Oh, Hell so. yeah. We'll have a botchy court outside yes. for sure. Because the only Italians that live in Indiana will be there every fucking day. So so botchy indoors, right, so too. No, so no pickleball? Uh, no, pickleball maybe, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of hitting ball. Do you hit the ball off the roof in that or no? Nah, no, it's an nah. outside. I believe it's an out, mostly an outside unless you're at a, like a racket club. It's full-size ping pong. We got a big field. We got a big field. Big field. Yeah. All right, let's move along. Nick will take care of it with a 16 minutes ball. of no conversation. Uh, that is because a man is about to join us who we have missed, AJ. Mm-hmm. We have missed mightily. Because although the sport in which he covers, we do not necessarily have the most amount of um, experience, information, or love for, it is certainly a conversation that is worthy of being listened to every time we have it. Hell yeah. This man is the young insider, the young face, the man that will carry America's pastime into the next 20 years of television coverage. He's still loose-lipped on a bunch of shows, yeah, yeah. so we couldn't talk to him for a while. It is an absolute honor and a joy to say, welcome back to the program. From ESPN, man who covers the MLB, Jet Passing. Yeah! 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 What's up? Uh, It is so good to be back. Hey, Connor, are you there right now? I knew something was fucking coming because Gumpy's not here. So, yeah, I'm here, Jet. I knew it. Listen, here's the thing. How did you no-sell the Lou Holtz impersonation like you were Hulk Hogan standing in a 1980s WWF ring. What was that? That was the funniest shit I've seen in a long, 
long time, and you're just sitting there like, oh, I, I gotta mow it. I'm no! Like an asshole. This guy is uh, a method actor. Yeah, everyone sees, uh, you know, an impression. I just see Lou Holtz. So I don't, I don't really understand what he's funny. But. <laughs> he was just trying to make sure everybody knew that that was actually Lou Holtz yeah. I was speaking at the time. Doctor. A lot of comments about how you just held it together. While Nick was dying, Zito was dying, I was right. gasping into the microphone at one point, almost ruined it. AJ, you, who was, ch- you were choking. Dude, it was like, awesome. It was, yeah. It was great. Jet, I mean, AJ was even laughing. Look, look he's kind of giggling right now because you're I watched back. it last night. was laughing by myself in the kitchen, actually. Yeah, I've, I've watched it a few times as well. Just a sad ooze on the beach. My <laughs> story. Hey, AJ, I, I, this is a serious question for you, AJ. How does Can't it wait. feel knowing that everyone who wears your jersey at a professional football game right now looks like a complete scumbag. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was incredible. I was at the Chiefs-Packers game uh, last Thursday, and every Hawk jersey that went by was just the worst person there. It was a parade <laughs> of terrible people. That's not Those real. are my people, Jet. Those are my people. I appreciate that. I don't like you slandering that. Yeah, exactly, Jet. Watch what you talk about the people that watch this show, dude. All right, Jet? <laughs> Um, it's great to have you back. And Ty, you do deserve all. Hey, Thank you, baby. what yes. a fucking, what a fucking performance. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> what was the line that you, you sent me a text about one of the lines? I think it was, uh, what was the word? Mac- Macintosh. Yeah, it's not Macintosh. A, I'm not typing it on a Macintosh or a Dell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> when did you think of that? All, all that was just happening on the fly there? Yeah. Macintosh. Mm-hmm. I just figured Lou Holtz <laughs> probably wouldn't call a computer, you know, an Apple. You know, he'd probably call it a Macintosh. Have you heard? Have you seen that Lou Holtz has responded? YKK. All right, Jet, do the Elmo. We'll make a Jet. Don't don't do the Elmo. Elmo will not no, be. I'm not going to do the Elmo. Uh, but Lou Holtz, his foundation responded and said, "Imitation is the greatest form of flattery." And then they went on to say, "Save the expletives or whatever, spot on mm-hmm. or something like that." So we did get a chance to kind of feel. What Lou Holtz would say about Brian Kelly if he was yeah. asked publicly about Brian Kelly. Yeah. Brian Kelly also followed me on Twitter after this, Jet. So I think where's there's an inevitable there's an inevitable conversation that's gonna have to take place at some point. And that's the life that we're in. Jet, we have missed you. The MLB is doing its thing. Last night, City Field. What, just one park away from Serena beating the shit out of the number two player in the world? Edwin Diaz comes out to do what Edwin Diaz has done all season with Narco playing. Timmy Trumpet comes out of the dugout. That 40-year-old Australian DJ who gets the people going rode his trumpet like a horse at one point, played that thing out there. Then he was staring down Turner, Freeman, and... I don't know who bats fourth of the Dodgers right now, but the heart of their order. The heart of the order on the best team in baseball with that big of a moment. And Edwin Diaz fucking delivers. Is baseball at an all-time high right now because of that, Jed? It has to be. Closer entrances are, to me, the best thing in sport. There's nothing like it, right? And Edwin Diaz coming in with Timmy Trumpet playing. I don't know if you've seen, there's a guy named Felix Bautista who closes for the Orioles. And... I, I don't know how many wire fans we have here, Hell but yeah. uh, you know the the best part of the wire is when you know Omar is coming and you hear the whistling. And every time Felix Bautista, who's like six eight, two hundred seventy five pounds, throws a hundred two miles an hour, has a split finger fastball that he calls uh, arma letal, which means lethal weapon in Spanish. Yeah. Every time he comes Ooh. in. They play the whistle, and then the lights at Camden Yards just go bonkers. It, it's 
I'm not going to say it's as good an entrance as Edwin Diaz's, but uh, listen, baseball has a history with this. Mariano Rivera coming into Enter Sandman and Trevor Harmon coming into Hell's Bells. Like, it, it's a really cool thing that baseball does. Jet, is, so is every team, is this like the NFL to where if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you're on the search for one, you're going to pay him $500 million? Is that what it is with closers now? If you are if you own a team, this is a great marketing ploy, obviously. Are you all looking That's, for a closer that you can kind of have your own version of this? I mean, uh, all 30 teams should have a closer that comes into some sort of great entrance music. And Edwin Diaz is an interesting case because this was a guy who got traded to the Mets for Jared Kelnick a couple of years ago. Looked like a complete disaster of a deal, but this is his free agent year right now, and he's been the best reliever in baseball. And he's going to go out, and he made this offseason become the first $100 million closer. And I think part of it, when you factor in, if you're a baseball team, the idea that you can market your closer, that you can market the ninth inning as something that everybody wants to watch. I want someone to come up with an app that says the closer's coming in right now. I want to go watch him shove for one inning. Well, the MLB will uh, send so many cease and desist to people that play it. <laughs> it won't be able to spread as much as it should, but I get what you're saying. Can, uh, I, can, I, can I just say something? There's something really cool that baseball did yesterday, actually. Okay. They are right now, they are right now giving away free MLB.tv subscriptions to every single college student out there for the next six months. You can watch all the baseball during the rest of the regular season. You can watch winter ball. You can see spring training baseball. Listen, uh, one of my goals in life is to get people interested in baseball. Still a great sport. And if you can be, you know, if you're 18 to 22 years old, if you're in college right now, don't you dare throw a pitch, Pat McAfee. Uh, (laughs) If, if, if you're there, you can see it for free at this point. So I believe you just go to MLB.tv and you got to sign up through there, but it's pretty cool. Probably college email needed to get in there. Congrats yep, to yep. the MLB being forward thinking, opening up their product to people. For me, with what you just said, I think you've done a great job as being a mouthpiece for a league that had potentially been dying for a little bit in my demo. I'm just football meathead guy. Sure. I never yep. got into baseball because I'm from Pittsburgh and the Pirates fucking suck. Sure. Sell the team. Please, God. Now, this Edwin Diaz situation has intrigued me because them. Sh- the first time I saw this Narcos thing what was it like three weeks ago. Yep, probably. three weeks ago. They were showing it. They had that thing choreographed, Jet. They had oh, that yeah. thing choreographed. His walk, the original, and then as soon as he hit the outfield, the fucking beat dropped Boom. and it went. They had a camera following him as he's jogging. There's drunk whites all around City Field doing the whole thing. The Mets mascots have fucking trumpets they're playing. Then he goes out and he fucking delivers. 99 on the paint, 99 on the paint. I'm like, I have so much respect for the moxie it takes for all of that production to go out and do your fucking job whenever it's being decided by like eighths of inches. If his finger hangs on the ball, just a half an eighth a second too long, that's a ball. Or it's a fucking home run, it's a loss. Last night, Timmy Trumpet out there, the entire city going crazy, the entire internet waiting for this moment to happen, going against the best batters, he fucking goes one, two, three against it. It's like, that is a motherfucker you have to respect and appreciate. That's a moment that I think every sports fan loves. And it's like, how many more opportunities does baseball have to have that type of thing? Because it felt like last night was World Series game fucking seven. And that's what baseball probably needs more of, Jet. Probably a lot more of that. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, the the beauty of the baseball season, Pat, is that you have 162 games to go out and do that. And every night, you've got 15 opportunities for a closer to go out there and shut things down in the ninth inning. And listen, you know, the first inning, the second inning, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, they're all the same. All you're trying to do is get three outs. But those final three outs have always proven so mentally difficult for some guys. You can have the best reliever in the world, Last and the game. guy just crumbles in the ninth inning. So to have the balls that Edwin Diaz does to go out there, stare down these great hitters, and throw fastballs and sliders and just make them look silly, I mean, that's it's as talented as you get. Because he goes out there last night, and they bomb on him, Jet. Career over. Oh, Disaster. But instead, instead of the mindset of like being nervous of that while he's jogging out, they're like, God damn, this is a lot. I mean, there is Timmy Trumpets here. They got mascots dressed up. Everybody in the stands had their phone out. Everybody's talking about it. It's a big thing. Instead of the mindset of like, oh, I better not fuck this up. It felt like he was walking out to the pitchers like, welcome to my fucking world, almost. And that's an advantage almost for the pitcher instead of for the batter. Like, those guys are great batters. They had the entire fucking city against them. I assume that ball was coming in a little faster. I assume it was a little bit smaller on the vision. And he kind of flipped the pressure, which I... I love. Is there any stopping this guy? Because I heard what? They were calling him Ed Lose for a while. Mm-hmm. Weren't they calling him Ed Lose there for a bit? Now he's all the way back with the music. Is he is are they gonna win? Are the Mets gonna fucking win this whole thing? Are we getting Edwin Diaz in game six or game seven of the World mm-hmm. Series with Timmy Trumpet playing that thing out there? Let's put it this way, Pat. The New York Mets at the top of their rotation have Jacob deGrom, who right now, the way he's throwing is the best pitcher I've ever seen. I've been doing this for 20 years. Oh, Jacob deGrom, when he, when he misses a pitch, when he goes you know six inches off the plate with a fastball that's going at 100, you're like, how did, how did he miss? He's not supposed to. He's throwing 94, 95 mile an hour sliders. I mean, it's silly what he's doing. Then you got Max Scherzer behind him, ahead of him. You know, who knows what Buck Showalter, the manager, is going to do with the postseason rotation. But to have those two at the top, and to have a lineup that the Mets do, this is an organization that hasn't won a World Series since 1986. That's been to only one since then. And, and the I'm sorry, been to two since then, lost both of them. But, uh, yeah, the Mets have a real chance this year. The problem is the Dodgers are a juggernaut. This is a team that's on pace right now to win, I believe, 113 games out of the 162 that they're playing. It, it is all-stars stacked in their lineup. It is deep in starting pitching. And let me tell you, if we get a National League Championship Series between the Dodgers and the Mets, or the Braves, who are also a fantastic team, I, I mean, there are a lot of great you, teams in baseball right now, and October is going to be a lot of fun. Love you, Dansby. Love Dansby Jet, Swanson. Sorry. Jet, what's your favorite oh, place to uh, get the Oh, yeah, he's great. If he had yeah. trumpets. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. <laughs> Jet, what's the best place to watch a game in person? Major League Baseball. What's the, the best right. venue that you've been to? Family Park. Uh, I got a top two, San Francisco and Pittsburgh. Yes. I honestly think PNC Park in Pittsburgh. You know, because whatever, the owner or what? Regard, regardless of AJ. the product on the field, that ballpark is gorgeous. The view there, the sight lines, everything about PNC is great. Those, neither of those teams is very good right now. But, um, you know, Dodger Stadium, the, the backdrop in the hills of Los Angeles is wonderful. Fenway Park, Wrigley Field. I mean, that's uh, one of the great things about baseball is the stadium. And you get to see history, and, and you get to 
He's such a Connor was yelling at you this entire time, what? and then you say Fenway. Hell yeah, right on. He said my team. Hell yeah. He said my play. Holy best mascot out there. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Before- Honestly, I think when Connor starts yelling, I just turn it off. I don't listen. I don't sound like it. my mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, last question for nope. me before Ty has an actual conversation <laughs> with you about <laughs> baseball. This is disgusting. Calm down. Everybody needs, everybody needs to relax. Wowzers. Uh, you just talked about the Pirates there. And I started the whenever you and I were chatting, I think was that a year or two years ago? <laughs> when was I really into baseball, talking about baseball? Last year. Jet, last when were year. you joining us a lot? Was Always. that last, last year or year. two years ago? <laughs> Thank you, AJ. You're right. Every day. Two years ago was the lockout. <laughs> when were you really joining yeah. us though? Uh, I think it was during COVID. COVID so I think yeah. two years ago. So two years ago, I was really I think I was sort of getting into baseball. I think. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. I think I sort of was. And then I started, you know, a little reflection on why I was never into baseball. And all roads led back to the Pirates fucking stink. I enjoyed PNC Park, enjoyed going to the games, but it was never like, oh, we're going to watch baseball. We were going to the park. We weren't going to right. the team. So then as we continued to watch the moves that this fucking team would make and all the players that would go on to win World Series elsewhere and go all-star everywhere else and have these great careers, it's like they all could have been Pirates. What happened? I started to oh, sell the fucking team. Hey, this guy needs to sell the team. We need an actual owner here who will spend some money, who will utilize everything that Pittsburgh has behind it and make a winner on the fucking diamond. And then obviously, all the diehard Pirates fans called me a con, called me a fraud, told me that I don't know what I'm talking about. You got to trust the process. Believe in the future. We got good prospects back. Now, even those people, I think, are on my side. Everybody in Pittsburgh fucking hates this ownership. I don't even have anybody going against us whenever we say this guy fucking stinks. Is there any chance that this guy, he might be a good person. Okay, we saw him in that photo. He might be a good person. But as an owner, he fucking sucks. Is he ever going to move on? And how would that process work, Jed? There's no sign right now that Bob Nutting is going to be selling the Pirates. But we have have two teams right now that are up for sale. And it's interesting. The the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Angels. And the the numbers that are being thrown around. I don't know what your guys' reaction was when the Broncos got four and a half billion dollars, but it, it was an absurd number from someone who you know isn't in football every day. I mean, the the Nationals are probably going to sell for two and a half billion dollars. The Angels probably going to sell for three billion dollars. Um, listen, for what Bob Nutting bought the Pirates um, and the return million. on investment he can have. The, the only thing we ask for as sports fans are people who care, right? That's all you want. The, the the best franchises tend to have the best owners. The most successful franchises have owners who are invested not just in the team, but in the fan base as well. And when you have a fan base like Pittsburgh that's just disaffected at this point, have you, have you seen O'Neill Cruz at all, Pat? Oh, yeah, dog. Would, yeah, O'Neill Cruz oh, yeah. hit a baseball 122 and a half miles an hour a couple days ago. He's hitting balls harder than anyone in the history, literally in the history of the game. He is like the Giannis Antetokounmpo of baseball. He is six foot seven and playing shortstop and doing it well. And so there is hope there. It just depends on the owner actually investing in the team, and he hasn't shown any willingness to do so at this point. Well, so hopefully Yinzers will do what they do best, and that's publicly shame that guy. (laughs) Uh, Question from Ty here. Jet, go ahead, Ty. Uh, Jet, do you think it's time to start panicking if you're a Yankees fan? They just had, like, the worst month they've had in, like, 
20 years maybe, and it seems like uh, Judge is probably going to break the AL home run record. He gets one pitch to hit a night, and he usually fucking goes yard. No one else hits. Um, like, are they gonna are they gonna choke and kind of flame out in the playoffs here? You think? What's the the What's your opinion there? And also, is there any way that they don't keep Judge um, in this offseason? Like, obviously, you see what the Mets are doing. I think that kind of worries a lot of Yankees fans that Steve Cohen's yep. gonna throw a shitload of money at him, or that the Dodgers will do the same thing. Is your inclination that uh, the Yankees actually might not re-sign him? The Yankees should be worried because Aaron Judge has been the best hitter in baseball this year, and he's doing it in New York. Like, let's not discount that. I I understand. Uh, You know, all of us on this show, we're Midwesterners. We're not coastal people except Connor, and I don't have him. Um, We we, we see sports for, for what it is, which is not something that exists only in the East and West time zone. And so... Uh, to say that and then to look at Aaron Judge and understand when you're in New York, there is more pressure. When you're in your walk year, there is more pressure. And him going out and hitting 51 tanks before the month of September, he's had an incredible year. And because of that, if you're the San Francisco Giants, you have to go after Aaron Judge. If you're the Chicago Cubs, <sighs> hell, if you're the New York Mets. Even oh, as- yeah. Bring him over to the trumpet team. Red Sox. Could you imagine if he was on my team right. next year? Aaron Judge was I'd on the fucking my, Mets. I'd kill myself. I'd shoot myself in the head. So I wouldn't even <laughs> be able to see it. Well, it's a shame because you're going to miss multiple Mets World Series. Bro. Maybe. I won't, be, I won't be around to see him. No, you should want to see it. The <laughs> no. fucking trumpet thing in the World Series is going to be awesome. Nope, cool. not a chance. You're a man that loves good entertainment. Think about how amazing that'll be. Absolutely. Then- if Aaron Judge stabs me in the back and goes and plays for the Mets, I will drown myself. Stab in you back. in the back? Die, die, the Yankees die, haven't paid him. What are we even talking about? Stabs I, you I, in I the do, back. I, the do think, I do think that when it's all said and done... Aaron Judge will end up a New York Yankee. Now yeah. we've Hell seen, yeah. We've Hell seen, yeah. I know we've we've seen situations in the past. The Subway though, Series had, rival. They've had great players. <laughs> you know, Robinson Cano ended up going to Seattle, but Aaron Judge is the closest thing that the New York Yankees have had to Derek Jeter. He's a captain. He's a guy who's he's a captain. He's All a leader right. in the clubhouse. He's you know extremely well regarded by his teammates by the coaching staff by management everybody loves aaron judge so the idea that he's going to be wearing another uniform it just seems hard to fathom but look money talks and the yankees offered him 213 million dollars entering this season and he's going to go out this offseason and get 300 million plus so that's at least a 280 Seven million dollar bet he put yeah. on himself. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, he 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 made himself a hundred million plus. I think yeah. this year, dog. And that, that's, that's why exactly it's such a good right. sport. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know that's why it's such a good league. And uh, if he was come over to the Mets, oh, we got the Grom pitching. Sure. Yeah, we well, got the Grom's gonna be a free well, agent. Well, the Grom's a free agent. No, we're paying that. him. He's, He's sticking around. Yeah, He's sticking Cohen around. ain't losing the Grom. No way. And we'll have the most electrifying ace. In DeGrom. Sure. Obviously. We'll have the most electrifying closer in Ed Win, 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 no matter what, Diaz. What? And then we got Aaron Judge just fucking doing his thing. I mean, <laughs> it's a great time they to be all a got Mets money fan. On their mind. Piazza I might mean, come they, back. Listen, Dude, they, Steve Cohen's the richest owner in baseball right now. Let's go, Second Steve. The richest Woo! owner in professional sports behind Steve Ballmer. So the Mets absolutely could go out and re sign DeGrom, sign Diaz. And bring Judge in. Wow. I just don't think that that's realistic. <laughs> Thank you. And also, Judge does not want to play with that dork Pete Alonzo. <laughs> Absolutely not. Polar bear. Polar bear. Good bear. Wow. Not a chance. Don't, don't, don't talk about, about my back-to-back home run derby <laughs> champion. 
Okay, Diggs has a question for you, Jet. We apologize for the lack of professionalism from the only person that knows anything about baseball Jesus. on this show, Ty Schmidt. Ty, sorry about it. The Mets are the future of New York. <laughs> the Big Apple runs through the well, Mets. They're so not actually sorry in New York City. It. They're not in New York City, so it doesn't count. Well, was was the U.S. Open in? What did you say? Uh, the Bronx is. Come on, Jet. You know. <laughs> well, okay. Queens? You don't like Queens? Queens, Queens is not. Yeah. No, they're in Flushing. The stadium's in Flushing. That doesn't All count. Right. That this doesn't guy. count. All right. So go ahead, uh, Tom Diggs. All right, Jet. When looking at the uh, season and awards, there's really only one that I. it's up in the air, and it's because Verlander just potentially he got a boo-boo. Um, is Verlander still going to win the AL Cy Young, or do you think maybe we should take some uh, flyers on, like Dylan Cease or McClanahan? Well, McClanahan just got hurt. Maybe Otani. What are we thinking? Dylan Cease was my preseason pick to win American League Cy Young. He has come out and shoved the entire year so far. He's been fantastic. I think it all runs through Verlander. If Justin Verlander comes back from his calf injury and makes a few more starts down the stretch, I think he's a lock at this point. But if you want to want to throw a little coin on uh, Cease, I don't think that would be a, a bad thing to do. Thank you, go, go make some. Hey, when's baseball matter? Right now, these games? Yeah, I, I think if you look, you know, there are some races, the American League Central wide open at this point, Minnesota, Cleveland, Chicago, all of them could go out and win the, the National League East Guardians? with the Braves and the yeah. Mets. Fantastic. Um, and the wild card races really in both leagues uh, are getting good. And remember, there's an extra wild card spot this year and the wild card format has changed too. In the past, it was just a one game thing. This year, there are going to be four wild card series three games each, all of the games in the same place. So if you are the higher-seeded team, you get to host every wild-card game, and you got to win two of them to advance to the division series. Go ahead, AJ. Jet, is uh, is Mike Trout and Shohei ever going to get the pub that they deserve? Dude, why aren't they? Nope. Why are their teams stink? How can they be the best players? Uh, every time I talk baseball with a baseball person, and I say, I don't know who Mike Trout is, you don't fucking know baseball. Well, why is he on a shitty team? He's on with Shohei Otani, who's the nearest thing to Babe Ruth. Yeah. Why is he on a shitty team? Better. Why? Yeah, he's no, he's he's better. Better is right, actually. You know, there there was a there was <laughs> a number uh, uh, last night. It came the out uh, the most uh, the most strikeouts uh, for a thirty home run hitter in a season. Shohei Otani hit his thirtieth. Shohei Otani hit his thirtieth home run last night. He struck out one hundred seventy guys this year. Before that, the answer was Babe Ruth with three strikeouts. Is that good? Strikeout. Is that good? I mean, what what Ota- what Otani's doing right now? Let me let me ask you guys this because you guys played ball and you have your yep. own definition for MVP. Really? Is the MVP the best player, or is it the best player on a good team? Because if it's just the best player, Shohei Otani goes out every year and he puts up Pete Alonso numbers as a hitter and puts up like Max Scherzer numbers as a pitcher. So he is two elite players in one. On the other hand, Aaron Judge carrying the Yankees, fifty plus home runs right now, could Could wind up with sixty plus. That that's it. That is going to be a debate uh, that is hotly contested. I think over the last month of the season. See, for us, the MVP is just the best quarterback in the league. (laughs) That's what the NFL is. That's what. That's what. That's that's. So it's hard for us to even get into that conversation because are you valuable to your team or to the league? You know, most valuable players that to your team or to the entire league as a whole, I don't know. You know, that's a tough thing. That's why all these awards are, no offense, shit. But it is It is a little <laughs> bit difficult, you know, because situations are situational. Like, will Shohei yeah. be there forever and not matter? And will their team No, 
No. Let's, uh, Shohei Otani is a free agent after the 2023 season. With the Angels being Mets. sold right now, there is a possibility that he gets Mets. traded this winter. Ooh. And if Shohei Otani were to move to Red the Sox. Dodgers, to the Mets, to the Yankees, to I mean, the, that is a realistic yeah. thing, Pat, that even if he doesn't end up yeah. Yeah. on a different Jordan team this winter, if the Angels stink going forward in 2023, he's not going to stick around. Why would he? So don't you think a big part of the sale, though, is that you have Shohei Otani on the team? Not if he's going to leave. Like, you've got to surround him with guys, and the Angels have tried to do that. That's, a, you know, the, the interesting part of baseball to me is you can have the two best players in the world and you can make the argument that Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are the two best players in the world, and you can still stink because the other 24 guys who surround them just aren't good enough. Damn. That's baseball. Yeah, hey, that's baseball. Jet, we can't thank you enough for joining us, man. You're awesome. We've missed you. You look fantastic. Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. This, this, honestly, coming on with you guys is truly my favorite thing. It's the best. And... What you guys have going here, it's a special thing, and I hope you realize that every day. Well, we're very lucky for it. We're very thankful for people like you coming on the show. Didn't know if before we get out of here, you just want to say some shit that you're going to have to regret and probably never be able to come on the show again. <laughs> yes. It's worth it. All right. All right. So you, all right, you already did, I guess. Yep. Ladies wow. and gentlemen, Jeff Passett. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. This man's about to do so for the entirety of the college football season. Hell yeah. He calls the game of the night between Penn State and Purdue here in West Lafayette, Indiana. Should be a hell of an atmosphere. Should oh, be a hell yeah. of an environment. He's got Alabama, Texas as well. And he sits alongside Gus Johnson, one of the most electrifying humans to ever grace this earth. He does a fantastic job. Can't wait to hear and watch him do his thing this fall. From Fox Sports, ladies and gentlemen, Joel Klotz. Yeah! What's up, man? What's going on? I'm just glad we've got a better connection than before the draft. Yeah, you, that debacle. Yeah, you were in Vegas, I think, outside, right, in a patio area? That's right. Well, yeah, D DJ came on, Daniel Jeremiah, and he was like, oh, Clad's trying to be fancy at the Caesars pool. I don't know. Our wires got crossed. I sent him a handwritten note. He didn't respond yet, but you get the idea. Oh, Lou Holtz, <laughs> oh. you're saying. It's a Lou Holtz-Brian Kelly situation. Do you feel the same way about DJ as Lou Holtz clearly feels about Brian Kelly? No, de definitely not. DJ's DJ's a class act. Lou apparently really doesn't like Brian, though. Wow. Is that right? I mean, I heard some things the other day, Joel, from Lou. I know. And it got pretty heavy. Everything Lou said there, though, pretty true. Valid. I mean, Lou fired up. we he don't need to rehash shot. it, but yeah, there Brian is. Kelly is a sack of marbles. He's a piece of shit, Joel. You know it just as well as I do. Okay, Joel, so... I, I, I thought the only thing I was surprised was there was like a, a soft shot at Brady. Right? Oh, right? Yeah. Well, that's Ty. I mean, that, that's just, <laughs> that was a little Ty there. I don't know if Lou Holtz is going to take those shots, but Ty mixed with Lou Holtz, certainly going to get one in. That video, because Ty is... Literally, an impressionist can do like 15, 16 different people. He's yeah. been doing Lou Holtz for a couple of years. Feels like that particular video went, though, around the college football world. It appears as if it does. How did you see it? Who sent it to you? And was everybody on the same page of, oh, that is fucking awesome, Joel? Oh, well, first of all, yes. So the last part, 100%. Um, <laughs> see it right away, only because for a Thursday night, like everything gets. The week is crazy. So I'm flying out Tuesday. I actually like went with my family. We connected in Denver. They stayed there to see our, our family, so on and so forth. So I hadn't seen it yet. And then yesterday, we're in the car driving to our production meeting. We're going to go meet with Penn State. 
So I'm trying to pour over like, hey, what do I want to ask James Franklin about their team and, you know, their young players. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of one track mind. And then all of a sudden, our producer and director are just cackling like schoolgirls. And I'm like, what? what's happening up in the front seat? And sure enough, they put it on. And by the end of the trip, I'm literally crying, getting out, <laughs> getting out of the SUV as James Franklin's walks up, and he's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "You got to see this." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate that, Ty. F- fucking right, hey, here we go. Ty. Here we deserve go. it, Ty. Uh, also, thank you for your service, Doctor, Coach, Philosophizer, Lou Holtz, yeah. for that whole yeah. thing to happen, and Brian Kelly. Right. Yeah. Big thanks to Brian Kelly doing that. Let's talk about the game coming up, Joel. You just talked a little bit about your process and production meetings and everything. You're about to straddle in, and we talked to um, we talked to Herb Street about this. Hey, we got a long season ahead. How you feeling going in? I know that tonight's a massive game. Should be an electric atmosphere. You got Alabama, Texas. There's going to be a lot of big noon kickoff push and everything around Fox. How do you feel going into the season? Got good energy, Joel? Great energy. Can't I can't wait for the season. It's always a little bit like Christmas for me. This is my favorite time of year. Hell yeah! Uh, I love this sport like down like deep in my bones. I, I love college football. Uh, I love being out there. In fact, yeah, this morning I'm walking to do a, a hit for. Uh, what was it? I don't know. Fox and Friends or somebody. They asked me to do a hit, and I'm walking outside of the stadium. And sure enough, there's this kid in a sleeping bag outside of the gate. And I'm like, "Hey, hey, brother! Like, there's no line. You know, like you don't need to camp out." And he's like, "No, college football's the best. Like, I, I'm so excited." Yeah. So his, his name's Isaac. He's like, "I'm gonna be the one in the front row in a black sombrero. Make sure to put me on TV." And I was like, "Done. Absolutely done." <laughs> I get Isaac. fired up for. I get I get fired up for this time of year, and yes, it's busy, but there's something about like the aspirational nature of college football, the fact that it's not the destination, and you and you're seeing the dreams like come to fruition right before your eyes. You're seeing these kids go to young men and then men. I I mean I just I love everything about it, man. What was James Franklin like? I know Penn State's kind of flying under the radar right now, or people I guess their expectations aren't as high as they were once before. Like, what do you think? their season might look like so for me i think that penn state is on like uh the first month of the season they could either go back up to what they have been you know over the last few years uh, or at least you know you know previous to the last two years where they i felt like there were contenders in the big 10 there were contenders in the big 10 east last two years they're basically a 500 program so this first month of the season is going to tell us everything that we need to know they recruited at a really high level. They got some really good players. Number one running back in the country. You'll see him tonight, Nick Singleton. Uh, they they think he's going to be great. They got a six-year quarterback, Sean Clifford. He's trying to start the union. He's doing all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, this guy has been there forever. Um, I, I think that it could go one of two ways. Uh, I really do. Uh, the, the bottom line for me is if they can run the ball, then they'll be better. They're talented. They've got some great pieces on that team. Joey Porter. Um, I think he might be a first-round corner, so we'll see. Um, whenever you talk about them getting a lot of recruits, and everything, what does that mean, Joel? They just paid them? Is that what's going on? These NIL deals, Joel, is ruining college football, Joel. That's what I heard. I, I mean, told. is it, though? Is it? like? No, I don't think so. Like, but it, it, I don't either. I feel like a lot of people say it's ruining it, Joel, and I'm happy to hear you. You're one of the voices of college football, so you saying that. And Herbie as well. Herbie's mm-hmm. like, at first, I think it was, I don't want any change or anything. But then as he's watching it go, he's like, should be some guardrails. But ultimately, this is fucking good for the sport. Do you agree with that? Do you believe in that? 100%. The fact that we got this far into it, 
and college football didn't adjust when the Olympics adjusted is crazy. Like this is, huh. I, I'm I'm all for this now. Are there some guardrails that we need? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that comes into place where we just need every school to be competing on the same level as far as the rules go. Because right now there's different rules in different states based on different legislation. And I don't think that that's good for the game. So if we get some good guardrails that everybody agrees on and then move forward from that standpoint, I think it's good. There's one of two ways through this. And this is what people don't want to hear. I think that there's only one of two ways. You either get federal legislation that kind of is overarching over the sport, uh, and that way everybody gets the same rules, or you collectively bargain with the players. And I think that's pro- the more probable path that we're headed to is that there's going to be an association of college football players. It will very much turn into kind of a minor pro situation where the schools will share in the revenue, which they're not sharing right now, even with NIL. Uh, and what that will allow them to do is is start to – get some rules that the players then agree to uh, that everyone can move forward, I think, in a more competitively balanced fashion. Structuring that is going to be a tall task for whoever decides to dive into that because players, you know, obviously the COVID year gave opportunities for Kenny Pickett to be there for a long time and for Clifford to play for six years and everything. But normally those players, especially important guys, guys that are worth a lot of money, only in prominence are two years, three years, then they're gone. Then they don't, who gives a fuck anymore if you go to the NFL? Yeah. So I think setting up the structure of a players union for college football players is going to be very difficult. I think it's been talked about for a long time. Hopefully this generation is entrepreneurial enough to understand that it's worth it and to buy in. But that's going to be a talk because the amount of people that just say oh fuck it i'll play you know what i mean yeah. like that yeah. they, that is always i'll be intrigued to see how it goes but i do like the fact that we're in a portion where you can make some money i think they put some windows on when you could transfer to now i think i'm not yeah they did i think just Which yesterday was that yesterday they, joel it was yesterday and that's been much needed because listen we were all young people and like you get pissed off you get emotional and you make really poor decisions so why in the hell was the transfer portal open on random Sunday in October after a guy didn't get as much playing time as he felt like he, he, he should have gotten. That's real. So he's, like, yeah. he's like, screw it, I'm out. It's <laughs> like, hey, is. like, right. Maybe we should rethink this portal a little bit. So they put some 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 windows where, where you can transfer when you can't transfer. I think that that's really good. I think that will also slow down the coaching carousel. One mm-hmm. of the reasons you had so many coaches get fired so early last year was to get ahead of things like transfer in the early signing day window. Um, I think that could probably uh, get a little bit of a tweak moving forward. But then ultimately, you know the group that needs to step up and actually affect change rather than just crying all the time? The refs? The coaches. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The coaches. They're all, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, my job is so tough. I get $7 million a year, and now I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, come on. The coaches should be the ones that form the association. They have the most influence over the players. Ah. They've got the the players' full attention, and they're the ones that should be taking the steps to help the players associate and and kind of form, whether you want to call a unit or whatever, some association that then you can collectively bargain with. That would be better for the the bulk of their players, and it's something that I think should be done. Joel, genius. And that's good PR for all those fucking coaches for their recruiting, which is all they really care about, right? And, that's and, right. And they're not – the players aren't stealing any money from their pie. Their pie is completely separate. They're a state employee, basically. So the only people that are losing money if the players start getting it is the school and then obviously some of the networks. So the coach, you would think in the best interest – 
That's a good call, Joe. I've never heard that till today. You've been preaching this one a long time, and how come I haven't heard it? Well, I don't know. Listen, we're going to try to remedy that, though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the coaches, the coaches already have. You know, like they have like the American Football Coaches Association, and who knows? God knows what they do. They get together and drink. I don't. You know, like I don't know what they do. It's, it's like just have the players have like a subset of that organization, and and I think that's the way to organize the players in a quick manner. Then those coaches start banding together to fuck over players. <laughs> Joel, look what you started already. <laughs> Come on, I know, Joel. Hey, I know, right? Tone, your question for Joel. Joel, do you think? Anyone like the Utah, the USC, A&M, Clemson, anyone besides the big three have any chance uh, this year of winning a national championship? West Virginia. Man. Iowa. Well, I mean, I was just going to bring up. I was like, you forgot, to, you, you forgot to bring up West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, how, no. by, by the way, Keaton Slovis. How about that? Oh, how about the, how about Slovis. The, did you see what he did at the pep rally? Yeah, I saw him look for, hey, am I allowed to do this, Narduzzi? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, don't worry about it. And I heard the kid's a good player. hope he sucks tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, guy's got balls. Uh, so, okay. right. I mean, I mean the Joel, other Joel, he walked up there. Uh, am I allowed to? And then I guess he does deliver it. It then makes its rounds all around West Virginia. It's in the yeah, locker they love room. It. There's, I mean, this is a good energy going into this game tonight. I'm not going to be able to see yours, I don't think, the entirety of it. I wish I could. I'll watch it back because you're awesome. But the backyard brawl tonight should be pretty epic. I think the energy should be very, very magical in Acrisure Stadium tonight. We should. We shall see. I'm, I'm looking forward to that game, too. I'll have it on. On the iPad, on the side. Um, Always collect. Okay, let's get. Oh yeah, got to. The the question posed: the problem with the playoff, as it's currently constituted, it's a massive problem. The playoff sucks. It's made the the sport Whoa. so top heavy that all we have is like three teams that I could see legitimately win the national championship. Maybe four, like maybe four. So maybe Clemson gets into that. So. Do the other teams have a chance to, like, win the national championship? You're talking about beating Alabama. You're talking about beating potentially Ohio State when the chips are down. I think that that's really tough, beating Georgia uh, when the chips are down. That's going to be really tough for all of those teams. You know, A&M is a bit of the squeaky wheel in college football, always getting the grease. They, you know, they're, they haven't done much in their history, and yet we're constantly talking about them because they pay so much to all their players, which great. Good for you. Like, Whoa. you've got a great recruiting class. What are you but doing? It's not this Jimbo. That's not a shot. No, no, no. Jimbo's going to dunk on you, dude. <laughs> you know that. I said I'm for NIL. I'm for it. Good. I'm saying good for you. You you are using the rules to your advantage. They got the best recruiting class, like, in history. Now we need to see it pay off onto the field. Okay, I did not know that was the case. I should have looked into that a little bit more when Saban and he were going to have a cage match at one point during the SEC press conference, and that's all I was really looking at. I didn't know that the money actually paid off on the back. Hey, look at Texas A&M. Hey, we got big money down here. We got oil people probably in here. Let's pay fucking everybody. Give them salaries, and let's have a squad. Maybe Texas A&M gets back in there. D-Butt, your question for Joe Klatt. Hey, Joe, I got a couple questions for you. First of all, who are you calling the game with tonight? Second of all, you mentioned Porter earlier. Any other uh, big time DBs we can expect to take the field tonight? Yes, let's go. The, this, the second one first is Jair Brown, safety from Penn State. This dude, I love this guy. Like, it's a hard, I don't want to root for, for guys in particular, but you love to see kids succeed. So when I'm in the booth, man, I'm going to be watching Jair Brown. Kids from Trenton, New Jersey. He grew up in, in the Donnelly Projects, which is one of the rougher projects in, in New Jersey. And his mom, flat out just 
refused to lose her kids to the streets. So that's what she says. She said it in several um, uh, articles and, and different interviews. And so what she did is she was like, they were going to play sports and be at home, and that's it. They weren't going to be outside. So she got a second job when they were growing up. So when Jair's a, a kid, and they call him uh, Tig. So Tig Brown, he's growing up. His mom gets a second job as a bus driver just so that she can keep her eyes on her kids. And then it's just like sports and home, sports and home. Goes to Lackawanna Junior College, follows in Jaquan Brisker's footsteps there. Now he follows in Jaquan Brisker's footsteps to Penn State. Led the country in interceptions last year with six. Jair Brown is a dude, man. I can't nice. wait to watch him play as well. Thank and you, then Mom. You, yeah, you, you know. That, way you to go, know. Mom. Thank you, Mom. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You, and I'm with Gus. You know I'm with Gus. I got to make sure. Did you guys get offered NFL games? You were muted, but I think you said no. Well, how does that even happen? Come Makes on. Some sense. You guys are awesome. You know you're awesome. You, you do you do. want to do NFL, Joel? Um, <laughs> you should. Sure. I mean, listen, I, I want to call football games, right? My, I love I love college football. It's hard because, like, I, I love college football. I'm really happy for Herbie. This dude has deserved this stage for a long time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit behind that. I'm just trying to – every single game, I'm trying to get better and provide entertainment to the fans. You know, take you closer to the game, uh, make it a little bit more interesting and a little bit more exciting. And, you know, it's at some point that would be great, but I love college, man. I would love to call a national championship game. That's Ooh. really what I would love to do. Hell, yeah, that's the pinnacle there of what you're currently doing. I think the good thing that you and Gus do is you guys understand that you're setting the tone for everybody that's watching the game with you. Like – I think some people forget that, hey, we're watching the game with you. Not like, you know, you don't have to talk at us. Like, we're with you. Yeah. So when Gus gets Gus, like, yeah. everybody can't help but be like, ooh, it's <laughs> awesome. And every other sport, they have that, right? Every other sport, if it's almost a goal in hockey, you hear the, oh, like, go, like, get crazy. At one point, it felt like everybody in football thought that they were calling a surgery. And it was like, had to be journalism, had to be matter of fact with everything. And the snap is taken and, oh, good throw there. And if you see here, so the energy that you guys call a game with, I think is very much appreciated by all of us. So you should think about that. And if you could relay the message to that fucking gangster Gus Johnson, we all <laughs> yes, appreciate sir. him so much. He calls everything. Do you, do you call, it, it's, did you play in the NFL? I don't remember. Did you, did you make to the NFL? I was. I was in a couple of camps uh, with the Saints, then the Lions, uh, but nothing stuck really. No. So this is what Herbie said. So Herbie never played in the NFL either. So like for years, we were saying to Herbie, like, hey, we need you in the men's league, dude. We need you. Right. We need you in the men's league or whatever. And off camera, and I, he's probably pissed I'm saying this now publicly, but off camera, I talked to him and he'd be like, man, I never, I never made it. To, he almost was like, he was like, projecting shame that he never played in the NFL and people wouldn't yeah. respect him if he was in NFL games. And I'm like, Herbie, shut the fuck up, <laughs> okay? Everybody in the NFL knows who the hell you are. Everybody in the NFL has respect for you and you call games all. You're the same way, though. Like, I hope you don't ever think that because you didn't have this super NFL career that you can't call NFL games. Like, you're good. You should be on in NFL games if it's an option in the future. Please don't let that ever hold you back. Well, that's nice of you to say, but by the way, that's that's a real thing, you know, that, that Herbie talked about because the executives in our business, that's how they talk. It's like, well, you, you know, you didn't do this or that. And it's like, okay, 
Like I, I didn't understand that was a prerequisite, but fine, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I do think here's what's great though: as television has become way more prominent, and we see every football game across every level be televised on, on basically a national level. I think what what has happened is that the expectation of football fans for their broadcast and from their broadcasters, I think, has elevated. And so if you can do this job really well, I think football fans see it and and acknowledge it. It's the only thing that matters, Joel. It's the only thing that matters. Nothing else matters. And I think that it's it was different ten years ago, and it was different fifteen years ago, and you had to have the gold jacket or the ring or whatever for credibility. And now people watch enough where you can get credibility just if you're great at the job. And you can lose it, and you can lose it too. Like you know, like you could be really good at football, hop in that booth for a couple weeks, and all of a sudden nobody even remembers that you were good at football. (laughs) And it's the complete opposite. I mean, that is taking place. We don't need to say any names. Ty, your question for Joel Klatt. Joel, I think the the college football playoff committee is meeting either yesterday or today about the uh, you know moving to twelve to sixteen teams, and I think what it needs to be unanimous for it to maybe go into effect as soon as next year. Is there any? I mean, it's because it's all about the bottom line. Is there any way we don't get sixteen, or do you think they'll maybe settle on twelve because they don't want a situation where we get you know this sixteen seed go play Alabama and get beat by eighty? Yeah, so I, I don't think it'll be sixteen, but it's not because of the competitive balance that you were suggesting. It's 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 more because they have to have their cake and eat it too. To take, I know that's a terrible expression, but think of it from this perspective: if you're the SEC in the Big Ten. You have to protect the value of the conference championship game. And if you just go to 16, there's no value in the conference championship game. And you might be thinking to yourself, like, well, why would there be value in that game for 12 teams? Because then you can still have a buy in the first round. So at least that game would, in theory, let's say Georgia and Alabama are playing the SEC championship game, the winner gets a, a, a huge seeding advantage going into that postseason, and the loser would have to play on the road in the first week of the postseason so that's why you won't i i don't think you'll see 16 i think you're going to see 12 and it's more because of that they're trying to maximize the dollar amount in their conference championship and try to squeeze out as many dollars as they can in the postseason go ahead connor yeah joe we were reminiscing about you and gus at wisconsin last year i think it was the season opener are you looking forward to any environments in particular and do you have like a number one that you look back on and think that was probably the best environment you've been in well, last year in general, we had a, a great run. We had the Wisconsin game, and they did jump around, and we stayed live. That was, I mean, goosebumps, you know, because it was kind of the first first time that we had college football fans back in the stadium after the pandemic. And to, so to witness the jump around there uh, after the third quarter was incredible. Um, the Michigan-Ohio State game, guys, that was just kind of like a magical environment, snow falling, Michigan ending their long drought over Ohio State. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was <laughs> Hell a, yeah. an, it was an incredible environment. Um, th- those two stand out to me uh, just because of what we face in the pandemic and then the, the weight of what Michigan was doing in that game in the snow last year late in Ann Arbor. Did you know? that the reason why Ohio State lost uh-huh. wasn't because of the snow or nope. the khakis nope. or Aiden Hutchinson what was it? and his paint on his face that is awesome. Sweet. Yeah. It looks awesome. Hey, you Billy know, Jean. You know why? Why? For the last 25 years, uh-huh. Bob Carpenter, General Bob Carpenter, 
also known as Bobby Carpenter. <laughs> Former Ohio State Buckeye alongside AJ. Dallas Cowboy. I think he played for the Giants as well. Lions. Uh, yep. Lions yep. played yep. around a little bit. I know Bobby. The man who saved Big Ten football. <laughs> rallied the troops. Thank sent you, them to Illinois, to Chicago, to protest the Big Ten offices and say, hey, we need football. General Bobby Carpenter, for the last 25 years, has been working out with the Ohio State Buckeye football team. Because yes. of COVID, he was not able to work out with the team last year. So they got a little soft. They go up to Michigan. They lose. Yep. Is there a coincidence? I think nope. not. <laughs> Joel, you've been covering college football a long time. You're a great college football quarterback. You have a lot of friends around the college football world. Have you ever in your life heard of an alumni of a team working out with the team for 15 years after he has left the college and doing the same cardio, same sprints, same lifts, same everything. Have you ever heard of that? And do you think that is why Ohio State lost to Michigan last year? I've, I've never heard of that. That's Me neither. As, as insanity. I, you know, and it, by the way, it happens, I guess, with a few of those Ohio State guys. Like Joey Galloway is still posting videos like pushing a sled. I'm like, calm down. Ohio what are we doing? is awesome. Yeah, Ohio so it's like, is Ohio for life. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's incredible. Um, I've never heard that, but that's absolutely the reason. There's no other reason. Yeah. You know, it couldn't have been that the linebacker core was decimated by injury. <laughs> it, you know, it couldn't have been that. It couldn't have been that. Michigan finally had an offensive line. No, 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 no. No. It's Sergeant Bobby. What did you call him? General, General Bobby? General. Sergeant Bobby. Whoa. Are you yeah. kidding me? Whoa. 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 Fucking name and rank, class. Yeah. Jeez <laughs> Louise. First lieutenant. Should we knock him down? First lieutenant. Hey, jo hey, Joe, we appreciate you joining us, man. You were awesome. Good luck in the game tonight. I'm sure you're excited to get back into the booth. We'll be watching alongside the backyard brawl. You're the man. Thank you for the time. Your time. I... Uh, Love the show, guys. You guys do an awesome job. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Joel Clapp. Yeah, Let's go to the phones. She's awesome. Any other movies we want to watch? <laughs> Top Gun's out. I was going to say, have Top you seen Gun? Top Gun? Oh, man, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. I figured that'd be right up your alley. Yeah, that, that was incredible. I, if the first one wasn't so good, I would say better than the first one, but the OG one, I would still say it's I never good. saw the first one, so I'm just oh, going to say man. it's the best of all time. You ever seen Project Power? On Netflix, <laughs> Project X, pretty good. Me, yeah. Which one's that? Jamie Project Fox. Power, yeah, with Jamie Foxx, where he's the guy with all the uh -huh. with the superheroes, and he takes a pill. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, good movie. Just watched it. Yeah, it's awesome. Last night. Yeah. Why no, not that? last night over the weekend. That's what I was wondering too, because that's been out on Netflix like a long two time. Years. I watched it like a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> over the weekend, I I just watched uh, Perfect Storm, and I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of in the movie, you know, in the mood to watch a movie. It's almost done with movie series season. Because football's coming. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Let's get this shit in this weekend. What do we need mm -hmm. to? What do we need to watch? What uh, it needs to be. Remember watched? the Titans and Friday Night Lights. I watch every year before uh, starting. Oh, so it's football. like Grinch and the Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. Varsity okay. Blues, maybe. Yeah. Yes, Varsity Blues. The replacements. Longest Yard. Longest Yard. Yeah. Point Break. So there's no Ooh. series that have been come out within the last fucking 15 <laughs> years that we need to watch this weekend. No, 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 no you're good. Remember what about the that only, show where the one kid throws the ball so athletically? I was just going to say, the only shows out now with football and stuff is like the worst type of football, like All-American. Yeah. Like, there's a one of this kid running a slant that is just the biggest joke What do you I've mean? Seen. What are you talking about, that guy that does the gift throw? Yes, exactly. Terrible. The Drew Brees throw. 
Tony. Tony coined it that. I didn't just, say it. I've never once said that in my life. <laughs> that was fucking rude to Drew Brees. You, you would remember that if I said that. I don't remember you saying it. You I could have said, said I don't remember it, though. Yeah. yeah, you probably said it off air. Let's go to the phones. Could have said I have no idea. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line. Let's go to TJ in Morgantown. TJ, how's the vibes, pal? Backyard brawl tonight. Let's start the season undefeated. Let's trust the climb. Let's climb higher than we've ever climbed. What? Absolutely, Pat and the boys. How are you doing? Keep it moving. I'm actually here with the West Virginia cheer team. We're actually on our way to Pittsburgh right now for the backyard brawl, ready to hand the boys an ass whooping that's been 10 years in the making. Hell yeah, TJ. Bring the squad. Bring the spirit. Bring the joy of that cheer team, pal. Absolutely, Pat. Are you going to be here tonight at the game or no? All right, TJ. Good luck out there, TJ. Let's go to the phones. What cheers you guys got? You guys do any cool like Country Roads cheers? You got Country Roads jerseys now. I will say the West Virginia band and cheer team. Yeah. Top of the line. Yeah. Of nice. Course. I mean, are they table? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I actually was watching the best band, best damn band in the land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tabittle. Yeah. Tabittle. Excuse me. I was watching Tabittle um, a couple times, mm-hmm. and then I saw what Alabama and Georgia's bands were doing, and AJ's first response was Tabittle would ruin all these, which mm-hmm. I found to be great. Uh, the pride of West Virginia would fucking. <laughs> they would go toe for toe with anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they would. They got a drum line that's really good. Really, very like good. Like Atlanta uh, and T. Cheerleaders go. They and they have the they fly. fly. Are the guys jacked though? Like if the guys are jacked and look like they're all juiced, then you know it's a good squad. <laughs> I don't know if TJ's on the trombone sandwiches or not, but I do know they fly. They're a good squad. They're a good team. They used to have a guy running that squad. He was a little bigger man, and when YMCA would come on, Ooh. they would zoom in on him, and he fucking let's go. I love that man. You ever drink with the Mountaineer while he was still in costume? Me? Or is that a costume? He's just all like that. All, he's like that all the time. So the best Mountaineer of all time, I don't need to say his name. Um, Brady, I think it was his name. Okay, Appleseed. Great beard. Brady. Appleseed. Great hair. He had a good time, mm-hmm. and nice. I think he he got his Mountaineer ship revoked. <laughs> Because of how good of a time. What feels like that should be. Why, yeah. like, you got to go out like prerequisite. Carry that musket around. He was awesome. I, I forget his last Brady something. Great beard. We're talking about a great beard. Perfect. He, but he used to tear it down with us. That's awesome. Then they got some, you know, bullshit mountaineer. Yeah, I hate that. And since then, I think. Is he allowed to fire that that musket with it, blanks? Uh, that's from 1937, right here. <laughs> I think it actually is. Really. Is, is that, that a real pick? panther? Yeah, I think Looks more correct. Yeah. That's from 1937, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what's that Mountaineer do with no beard? You what? know your you know your West Virginia history. Come on, is this Brady? Brawl, this is Brady? Uh, that is not Brady. I believe this man probably died shortly after this because he probably had too good of a time. Anytime you got to wear, you know, a uh, what is it? Moon hat? A uh, what is it? Uh, what's the guy's name? Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett hat. Is that what is that, that hat's called? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Might be Davy Crockett. It could, could be Daniel Boone. Could be Daniel Boone. Yeah, though. that one I think. <laughs> I don't. Whatever the hat is, four hundred degrees. They wear these all leather costumes, seven thousand degrees. You're talking about just losing twenty to thirty pounds a game, and then they got to travel with the gun and check it through every airport <laughs> they go to. Always a scene. I mean, it is. It's a blast. I guess you get to do push-ups and fire the gun, and he still gets to fire it though. Yeah, it's blanks though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Honestly, yeah, so was Alec Baldwin. That's what I'm saying. I thought oh, it might change. AJ, whoa! I didn't think you could fire blanks in public places anymore. How like dare that. you? Shout out the uh, Still panther mascot for literally skinning a panther, though, and just putting it on his head. <laughs> 1937, a little yeah. different, though. That was their prerequisite. You got to kill your own panther. That's sweet. <laughs> kind of like in 300. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
kill the wolf, become a man. That's a great movie. Love does that movie hold up? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Leonidas, dude. Yeah, it was like the first smart. big green screen thing, right? That, that was. Yeah, I think they, they had like a billion fought. extra characters. That was real. Oh, I thought it was, uh, was all real. I thought it was real too. No, out of the three hundred, they had like eighteen. The, the guy whole movie from, was green screen. The guy from P.S. I Love You was yep. just fucking yeah. Jerry Butler. Absolutely, the brain from Law Abiding Citizen. <laughs> no, they did catch heat because they actually did uh, a couple of those elephants. They pushed them off that cliff, and yeah. people were like, "Jesus Christ, you can't be doing that." I had to get stuff. shot because mm-hmm. they were in danger. It was a good yeah. shot though. Thomas Edison electrocuting elephant. All right. Did to he? try to prove his current electricity. It was him or somebody back in the day. Oh, I think we elephants. like elephants, by the way. Fucking big brain. Oh, oh yeah. Love yeah. elephants. I think we like it. I think, I think I'm a big elephants guy. Never creeps into anybody's favorite animal conversation. Nah. One in Thailand just ripped a guy Some apart kids. because uh, the guy made him carry wood too far, and the elephant said, fuck you, and just ripped him apart. See, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think there's Probably pr- deserved pretty yeah, good exactly. attitudes. Yeah. I got elephant uh, ornaments at my house, two wooden elephants. I see them every day before I leave the house. What do you say to them? Buy elephants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I come back. Pretty good. That's the sound. Yep. Say hello. Yeah. Elephants never get talked about as favorite animals. They're they should. Sweet. They're actually they're top like Alabama. Roll tide. Too big. Roll tide. Roll mm-hmm. tide. Yeah, they're big, but they're fucking smart. Does anyone have any as a pet? You know how people have these tigers and stuff Ooh. in Texas and the Ohio guy that killed himself? Like, do they? Anyone have elephants? In captivity like that? I think that's the animal I would like to have. Yeah. I would like to have a couple elephants. Wasn't uh, Bhagavan riding an elephant? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I was also going to say in India, don't they ride elephants? Yeah, it's always like really uncomfortable, right? I mean, it's uh, it's not a smooth ride on top. I also told grudges, too. Yeah, they're smart. They remember. There was one that he like went to the guy's funeral. Oh, yeah. Will Smith is riding elephants. Prince Ali Ali is he. Hey, Will Smith is back, by the way. Ali Ababa. Ali Ababa. Will Smith is back. Yeah. I was He was trending the other day. I was looking through it. His apology, or people said people are on his side. I think. Oh, they're back on his side. Really? People is he getting hired? I don't know. No, he's still banned, and uh, they still canceled those movies. You're but. banned. <laughs> You're banned. <laughs> <laughs> what a moment in this show's history. Who'd you ban? Everyone. It was me. Him. I bet on the Pittsburgh. He was, yeah, Penguins. he was rooting for the Steelers. That was a terrible time. That's twice this week. I was reminded that. Yeah. That you hate Foxy. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the fence. Eleven and zero. What's your favorite animal, D? But. Good question. Ooh. Go to wolf. Wolf. Yeah. Strong answer. No, I don't think I've heard a lot of wolf answers as well. You have a wolf T-shirt? I don't. Yeah. So you don't like wolves. One. He has a wolf T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Two. Strength of the packs and the wolf. Strength of the wolves in the pack. Oh, you like that? They're a squad. Yeah, they wrote. Yeah. Like and they're ferocious. Absolutely. Big old dog. Oh. Ready to handle business. Wolf. They were, they were in three hundred too, right? The wolves. Yeah. Yeah. They have to kill them. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys know Bill was in three hundred? Really? <laughs> McComas? Yeah, he was a stunt Don't. double for the one Spartan that uh, became a traitor, went over to Xerxes' side, showed him where the goat pack with the was. Big, with the big lump on his back. Bill! Yeah. That was the hunt Bill. talking. Bill! That's that not true. Bill catches more strays than anybody. No, they're not strays. These <laughs> are direct <laughs> shots. Did you hear what he just said? You're right. You're right. You're right. Bill! Don't Bill, I'm so deal. sorry, Bill. Jeez. We were talking earlier about Gumpy's immigration and having a real thing, and then Tone goes... Yeah, now Bill stands and got the spot, and I got to deal with it. Like, Bill! Bill! Bill. He's 30 seconds. He's yeah, locked yeah. in. He's It'll trying to get those fun. NFTs because I think they just dropped. No, they didn't drop. No, he got pushed what? back. I think they pushed him back. Mm-hmm. So we talked Why? to Dave Feldman yesterday. It was a great oh, conversation, yeah. riveting conversation. Everybody learned a lot from it. All the answers mm-hmm. that we needed, we got from Everybody him. Everybody loved him, too. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I don't know. Everyone What are you saying, Darius? What are you saying, Darius? What are you saying, Darius? That's what I was hearing from my timeline. Everybody loved him. People fucking hated that guy. No! Bill! There's Bill! Bill! Dave Feldman doesn't need to know. Listen, the opinions of the sheep do not concern that of the lion that is Dave Feldman. That's right. Now, I will say, Bill, Nick said this was you. Can you please say and clear up if this was you or not in... You, there was not, you were not in 300, right? No, yeah. Yeah, that was actually my debut, my acting debut. All right, Bill. My IMDb. This Bill, is just this is my only role. Bill, I want to let you know, what everybody says and does to you Hump around back here 300 is a bunch of bullshit, Precious. Bill. Yep. It is. Okay, Bill? You code YouTube back there. Mm-hmm. You're teammates with AJ. Mm-hmm. You do so much work that we appreciate the fuck around here. You know that, Bill? Thank I don't you. know what everybody's deal is. Love Thank you, you I appreciate yeah. that. Now, with that terminal list of yours. If I'm on it after what I just said, that is bullshit. Yeah. It's actually just Nick Moraldo 15 Hell times. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Tone took some shots at you earlier right. as well. Yeah, but he knows what that's all in good fun. We party all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what Diggs didn't mention is that Bill doesn't smell like capis anymore, and everyone appreciates that very much. Well, Bill, Jeez. it's great to hear that you got your house in order. Is that real? He had a house problem. Yeah. I don't think it's just cat piss. He, had, he bought a house. It was a fugaze. Everything was wrong with it. It still had... I think it had anthrax yeah. in the door, actually. Bought a shack. It was unbelievable. He's flipped it around. I saw it taught up on a ladder. I think everything's getting fixed. Nice. Yeah, yeah, just built that thing over his fireplace. Yeah, it looks awesome. fucking good. Yeah. Bill's about to flip a house and make a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Everybody's going to be laughing at him. He lived in a pigsty. He flipped it around. Now he's going to become wealthy. We're proud of you, Bill. Speaking of wealthy, what happened to these fucking NFL all day things? I, yeah. I thought we were getting into the game today. Uh, there's way too many people trying to access the site today, so they had to delay it till 3 o'clock. Sure. And there's still too many people now delayed until 4. Wow. Okay. This is how you drum Too much traction. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder like what happened between all me. the other times and this time. Okay. Tech people? Come on, blockchain couldn't figure this shit out. Well, yeah. the blockchain's on the back end when you decide to sign up and pay for it. Uh, but the tech, they they could have never expect. They had 300,000 people visit the website. That's a lot. So you're <laughs> telling me 300,000 people are fucking clamoring to spend... Eighty-five dollars to get a video of Kyle Pitts catching a six-yard slant last year. It's not in a about week that. Fourteen game. It's not. You're getting more than just that. You get numerous plays. Do you not remember we opened a pack? Here? We did, but the yeah. Kyle Pitts one was rare. Yeah, we looked. We looked after the value on that one. It's uh, two hundred and thirty bucks, I think. Yeah. Oh, shit. Who's buying it? Who we, might, I don't think. Someone buy I, it I looked. Right now? No one's really bought them recently, but that right. that values being floated out so we could just start making up all values then this thing's worth 45,000 because it is worth what somebody's willing to pay for it and at some point maybe somebody will pay that amount we have one more pack left can we open that yeah. I bought a whole mess of NFTs last night. I actually just went on YouTube and ripped the highlights off, and just, they're just in my phone right now. I paid nothing for them. No, you don't own them. You don't own them? Yeah, you you don't know what them. it's like to own them. Uh, I'll look it up in that 99% blockchain. of possession is possession. Got it. Damn. Well said. <laughs> that sound. This motherfucker ain't never lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go fucking point. He ain't, what'd you say? He's going to look them up in the blockchain? No, you can't look anybody up in the blockchain. It's the email that you sign up with. Uh, it looks like we cannot look up the uh, the new pack because the website is indeed crashed. Uh, Come on! How do you not fucking prepare for this? We're trying to do NFL? this all day. I mean, what are we doing, Dave? Come on, Dave. Dave, you're Tell the GM. Me. Start coding. Get Wake you up. get you a bill. Fucking guy. I will say the Fanduel face-off uh, field goal face-off thing did get down yesterday at one particular point because of uh, uh, so much activity, but. Right back up like 10 minutes later. Yeah, it held strong. Not hours and hours and hours. No. Well, we're getting some numbers back on how many people played the uh, field goal face-off yesterday. A lot. Here we go. That's really cool with people. I stink at the face-off. I'm not going to do this. I suck. So you suck? I'm bad. 
Are you good at I'm video games? I'm going to be really good. I'm not good at phone video games. Me too. But, uh, AJ, are you good at video games to begin with? I mean, you just said, I'm going to no. be really good, just like you said you were going to win the American Central Championship. You got closer this year than you ever have in the past. But are you going to stink at this game forever, AJ? No, if I spend some time with it. I mean, it's the first phone game that I have played. I've never been a phone game guy. But it is, it's fun, man. I can see it's, it's kind of difficult, to tell you the truth. Yeah, every kick is something new. And I think yeah. that is why it'll continue to be good. $10,000 to the highest score that is played in the first week in a money game. Uh, 60 cents is what the cheapest money game costs. You could win $1. five back. That's good on your money. Compete against people. And as you can see here, you might just run into an A.J. Hawk sighting <laughs> whenever you're playing a little field goal faceoff. Who you don't want to run into is uh, Ty, Nick, Connor, yeah. any of the guys that have been practicing, Zito even, <laughs> who have been practicing on this. They were raking in cash yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. A lot of money. I, last night, I said I was up from like 2 a.m. to like 4 a.m., and this poor son of a bitch, I beat him no, no bullshit, probably like 25 to 30 times in a row. We started in like the you know $5 games. I beat him about 10 in a row in those. He, he dropped down to the cheaper ones, probably thought he was going to be okay, but that late yeah. it was just me and him in there so unfortunately <laughs> i had to drop down to that one unfortunately yeah. i had to go beat him yeah, down there. Beat his ass morning, in there too i bought a sony 85 inch tv with all my winning winnings from last night seriously yeah yeah you were doing a lot of fresh meat <laughs> <laughs> he put out a tweet yesterday he was saying this in the office like redundancy fresh I, meat. I would i would walk out of my office stand at the kitchen i'd hear I hear the tail end of whatever Zito's saying. And then I go over to like the court or something, and I hear in the back, fresh meat. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, I'm talking about the game. or fresh meat in here. And then he said, then he showed me a tweet. He was about to tweet, fresh meat with three kissy faces. He said, you think anybody will know what this means? I was like, I've been in here. I don't know what it means. And he let that thing fly, though, huh? Zito, oh, yeah, you had a great fly. night last night in there. Oh, yeah. Had a baby. Congrats. Thank you, guys. Great game. game. Can I get it on my iPad? Yep. Yeah. I think it'll be easier on my iPad. Yeah, with your fingers? Yeah. Yeah. You might be able to. It might still be fresh meat. (laughs) (laughs) They did just add $20 games. Oh, Oh, shit. Get in there, AJ. Hey, there's some people posting scores, screenshotting, tweeting. Like 14, 15, 16,000. There's people in there that are getting good at that game. Yeah, they'll get you. There's some guys. Yeah, Nick went on like a three-game losing streak to a couple fresh meat. I was getting cleaned up there for it, but I came back. Kimba. Oh, baby. Got to ride the wave. Let's go to the fence. How'd you do, Connor? You won? I won some. Lost some. I mean, I, I got that high score before, and I just know I'm never going to touch it again. So it has kind of deterred me a you little bit. You got the high score before it went live, though. I know. But that's what I mean. Like, I know I'll never have that round again. It was magical. I thought Darius was playing right now. I was about to get a no. How many? What was your score? Check my flight. Uh, 25,000. What time is your flight? Checking them right now. I double check. You don't know what time. What if it's? Butts. Is it four? How no. high is it? Darius has been high for three days. Yeah. It's not true. Darius yeah. has not come down. Well, since it's untied the, the center block, and you can fly to wherever you step can. Step three. Yeah. That's why he lost uh, all those whites at YMCA last night. Yeah. Well, how did that happen? Let's go to the fence. That's a shame. You'll get humbled up here real quick, though. Won't State of basketball, <laughs> baby. It's definitely <laughs> not. But I'll go in there when the real, when the real players are in there. Let's go to the fence. <laughs> Let's go to Eli in Michigan. Eli, what's going on, pal? Uh, not much. How you doing? Keep it moving. You know how it goes. Um, quick question oh, is uh, these NFC things that are going on, um, when are we going to get the greatest play of all time, which is the own onside kick recovery, the one and only 
on-site kick recovery for about a billion dollars that it's going to sell because, you know, it's a one-in-a-lifetime play. Thank you, Eli. I appreciate yeah. that. I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, AJ has that play that was a penalty where he's yeah. jumping over Aaron's, or Darren Sproles. Yeah. Like, that would be a sick one. D-Bud has numerous pick sixes where I think swag into the end zone with a great shot of it. That'd be great. I was yeah. thinking of that yesterday. I did not sign up for the NFLPA, though, my last couple years in the NFL. So if I was to make a deal with them, they would have to make a deal directly with fucking me. Much so better. Much better, yeah. yeah. That's why I asked the question yesterday. How much are the players getting? How much are the players getting mm-hmm. from these NFC? We negotiated a deal with NFLPA, blah, 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 blah. How much are the players getting negotiated with, with the NFLPA? Zero, zero. Three percent, maybe, maybe we shall see. But if I was to get on there, I think it'd be sick. I think it'd be sweet. But that would have to be business that we would have to figure out before it even happens. But is that the same thing you were thinking, AJ? Whenever he was talking about it, like you know, AJ, maybe AJ owns him jumping over Darren Sproles. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then maybe it goes all the way to you chasing the ref down the sideline mm-hmm. after the game. It could all be sweet, AJ. Yeah, I guess it could be. I was thinking like Dane Orslovsky, the step out of bounds play that he plays on ESPN yeah. all the time. Doesn't he want to own that? He wouldn't want anybody else to, I don't think. Because right, they, they literally buy it and then hold that phone over his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could sue people if they were to run it then, if he owned it. Hey, it's my clip. Yeah, how's that work? Deba, you know anything about this game? You're a big crypto guy, obviously. Zoom out, hold on, diamond hands, yeah. long term, it's worth it. Okay, Uh-oh. now with the NFTs. Let's do this NFTs. <laughs> some NFTs have worked, some NFTs have not. This one with the NFL, let's assume it's going to survive because the NFL is involved with it. Yeah. Did you think yesterday anything, like any plays that you would want or if this was something you would even be interested in? I didn't in? take much away from yesterday, honestly. Uh, as far as the highlights and owner, I still don't get that part of it. I do think there is some use for NFTs going for for like things like, you know, Tickets to game, birth certificates, driver's license, you know, vaccination records, shit like that that can be recorded right? on the blockchain. Um, I think it is use case for it um, going forward, but the the highlight stuff, I still just... I don't understand I don't, it. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah, NFTs have technically been existing since emails sent tickets to things and flight tickets and scan this, scan that. I understand how digital shit is good. I, under, I understand that. The whole, because then the NFL owned the rights, right, of that broadcast right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then how? Yes. That's what I don't understand. Exactly. Like you, like, you don't technically own the play. Like, just because you buy it doesn't mean, like, the NFL is, like, signing over, like, their, the ownership of that. Can you view. just run it on your, all your socials? I mean, I assume so. Can I, you? It says you. But who knows? who knows? Isn't that what Feldman said yesterday? You can connect your account to the social, and then it, it is yours, and then that's the only way that people know that you own it. So we tried to do this whenever uh, NFL All Day first came out. We looked up through their bylines, and it says you can't use it like as footage rights because we wanted to use oh, it right yeah, before yeah. the Super Bowl. Because we were just going to buy. And we were just going to buy whatever plays you wanted to Yeah, run. I remember that. Yeah, We were going to drop a quick hundred grand just to get plays for the Super Bowl week. <laughs> Would have worked. So we'd have footage rights, and just we'd go gift to gift to gift to gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> We tried. I still don't understand what it is, though. I don't know why, what it's valuable. It's only valuable if people say it's valuable. So let's assume it'll be valuable because it's the NFL. And the NFL is valuable. But the NFL owns everything the NFL. Yeah. Produces. What about the Pokemons? Are all those things still big? Oh, yeah. The Pokemons? Yeah. You know, Logan Paul, didn't he buy that like $4 million deal? <laughs> he wore it to WrestleMania or yeah. SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he spent a whole million dollars on a bunch of unopened packs. Too. I'll tell you my Charizard for $40,000. Yeah. You know to who? Anyone. Do you have a Charizard? Yeah. PSA 7, though. What the hell is that? Yeah, that's what it's Logan Paul had. That was like three and a half mil. There was a gang of marks playing Pokemon Go at the park at Puccello. 
What the hell? What do you mean? Still playing Pokemon Go? Still oh, yeah. they? They were, uh, they were finding little dogs and cats out there that you got to catch. They're at Quills now, right? When I saw our entire offensive line. they killing people doing that? Yeah, yeah, people well, are walking uh, off of garages. Yeah. Yeah, um, almost caught Mewtwo, though. What's that? Almost caught Mewtwo. Off the top of that parking garage? Mm-hmm. And off like the Grand Canyon. That other guy who exploded into a million pieces when he landed. But did he get him? No. Didn't even catch him? Didn't even catch him. That stinks. Turned out to be a Diglett. Yep. <laughs> Not good. Because Diglett sucks. Yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah. Where's <laughs> Find those just about anywhere. People are walking into windows. Push. Yeah. <laughs> people that have been in public for the first time. This is people going in public for the first time with this Pokemon Go, and they had no idea how to act or what to look at. Just walking into cars, walking into traffic, walking into walls, walking off parking Ooh. garages, walking into the Grand Canyon. So it got people active, which I think is good for yeah. the first time. Yeah. But it was certainly a backfire when I saw our entire offensive line playing and almost late for a team meeting. Oh, no. I knew we were fucked. Yeah, you knew you were going 2-14 and 14 in that moment, right? Well, me and me and Benetari were watching these guys. Oh. Does it tell you, like, hot or cold when they walk? Like, how does that work? Your Pokeballs shake. What's up, D-Butt? You're confused? I'm, I'm, I'm confused as shit. I'm trying to figure Pokeball. it out right now. So, so you know what this game somewhere? is? It was, a, it was an app yeah. called Pokemon Go. So you, like, see it. Oh, so I would see one, like, there. And then you would phone. have to, like, yeah. either hit it on your phone or throw something at it. And, and what do you get? were walking you off of fucking ledges. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dying. Adults, right. yeah, yes. well, de- well deserved. If ha- if that happens, it's deserved. Well, Same that's adults. what a lot of people said. Like, well, what? Probably the right people leave in our world I mean, if this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Same adults that fall off shit when they're taking selfies and die. So, whatever. I don't think they're the same, but similar sure. situations. Both in the umbrella of marks. Definitely. Selfie marks, Pokemon yep. marks. Mm-hmm. But Pokemon's beloved by a lot of people. I think Pokemon Go really did get people active for the first time in their lives. Yeah. I think there were people on yeah. the move. But it took over there for a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was huge. There's that video of that guy wearing, like, a fucking harness, and he had, like, 40 phones and was walking around just constant. I mean, yeah, that's when you know. Like, yeah, you win money? Yeah. No, no, you just no. add them to your Pokédex. Yeah, you got to catch them all. Sweet. Bingo. So cool. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, Do we you had, own them, then? We had an offensive lineman that was close to catching them all, I felt like. I really? can't believe right. that. Like, that is crazy. I was. In, what, what year was this? I don't remember. It was up in, uh, it was obviously up in Anderson. Okay. It was after dinner, before special teams meeting. You know, that little area. Mm-hmm. Me and Vinny are sitting up there on the back of a golf cart, waiting to head in. And we see six offensive linemen running through the, galloping through the little area there <laughs> and celebrating. And they come up, what were you guys doing there? <laughs> and they go, what were you guys doing? It looked like you guys were very excited. Long day today. You guys got a lot of energy, obviously. What, what happened there? He's like, oh, just caught uh, whatever. Caught a Gengar. Whatever it is. And we, what's that? And you're like, oh, this is Pokemon Go. We're like, excuse me? What is it? The Pokemon Go. Oh, what a game. And then they walked in front of us, and me and Vinny go, we're fucked. <laughs> Middle training. You think anybody at the Patriots is fucking chasing the goddamn Charizard right now? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I just didn't fool. Yeah, there he is. Legend. He caught them all. Yeah. yeah. Fucking dog. There's people that like traveled the world because there was like location specific places where you could only catch, like in Japan or like San Francisco, you could only catch certain Pokemon. Like Coach Training Camp. There's only a couple. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Your room, though. Your Snorlax. Room place to visit in Anderson. My room. Yeah, we got a long long fall this fall. It's going to have some, have some training camp stories. Hey, it was good. I had a pretty good setup in there. Oh, yeah. Pretty good spot right off the lobby. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. First floor. Recliner. Bad TV. Baked goods normally. 
some other stuff in there, and I just had nothing to do. So as people came back, it was like, oh, thank you. People were here. Hey, how we doing? That's a fool. Training camp for you guys. I don't know how you guys did it. Honestly, that thing fucking sucked. That's why everybody, like, retires, right? Don't want to do it. I do not you know, miss Honestly, if you went in the early ones, like, as you got older, it got easier. You know, like, as far as the physical part. It's really mental. But um, I, I was one of the players that, that kind of liked training camp. Getting away. Yeah, you get away. You, you Obviously, every team, every uh, locker room is different. So that's when you really get to kind of know the guys, know your coaches. Um, So, yeah, it wasn't bad. And you get off day, like, what, every four or five days, like, the last couple of years? So it, Now they do, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I enjoyed it, but I never had to do anything, so I had a good time. Oh, I'm going to go stop in this team's, uh, this group's (laughs) meeting. What's going on, fucking losers? (laughs) Oh, you guys got another three hours of film? That sucks. I'm going to go catch some Pokemon. (laughs) See you. Let's go to the phones. Last phone call of the day. Uh, Should we go to Tampa, Nebraska, Colorado, or California? Nebraska. I say we never go to Nebraska. Plus, Penn State's playing tonight. Nebraska. So what's that have to do with Nebraska? Zito always says Nebraska when Penn State comes up. Why do you do that, Zito? Uh, Joe knew. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Let's go to Chris in Nebraska on a five-hour energy front. Do you know what that means right there, what just happened? No clue. Okay, good. That means a lot of people probably don't. Chris in Nebraska, mm-hmm. what do you want to talk about, Nebraska. Pop? You never know. I think I know. Patty the boys. How are you going to keep moving? Stool Prez was on Patty the Baddies podcast last week. Important, I think, so because the U.S. is the best athletes. Touch as yourself, Pat. Don't play soccer. They play other sports like football or basketball. We are a powerhouse globally. If we can force all the U.S.'s best athletes like LeBron and Tyreek to play for the U.S. team, one, who's the starting lineup, and two, with five years to practice, could the boys win the World Cup? Chris, great question. This has been a debate for a long time, and it's always been chatted about how there are other options in the United States to play in other sports that have maybe much bigger benefits than committing to soccer your entire life. Where over in Europe and a lot of places, soccer is really the only outlet for a lot of different neighborhoods, communities, and cultures. So I do believe soccer has a little bit of a head start in some countries because it's just their culture to play. Everybody plays. Your dad plays. Your brother plays. Your neighbor plays. Just natural knowledge of the game is spread quicker, just like basketball is here, just like football is here. It is just treated vastly differently. Now, if we had all our best athletes play soccer, would we win the World Cup? Uh, yes. Yeah. What are we even? Yes. Come on. We win it without that. We, yeah, we're about yeah. to win it. Yeah. We're about to win it this year with, without OBJ out there who would probably be sure. a starting striker for any fucking country if he was mm-hmm. to commit to soccer. No problem at all. Without LeBron playing fucking goalie. Yeah. Be, <laughs> I mean, you got LeBron playing goalie. He's six foot eight and he's faster than fucking everybody. I mean, that is just two Greek, positions. Greek freak at goal. Yeah, I put Giannis going to be on our team. Well, he's not. He's yeah. from oh, the Greek states. Boys, sorry. We're, we're talking about a fucking international It's the World sport. Cup here, boys. Right, hey, we're representing the United States. Jokic, center back. He's not from America. Fuck out of here, Greek freak. Yeah, we're fucking beating Greek freak. Ron, OBJ. It'll never happen. Martin Gramatica. Of course. His brother. Bill. Jake Walker. But yes, we would win, but we're going to win anyways with just our guys that have stayed committed to soccer uh, in the world that we currently live in. We have a lot more people than a lot of these countries that are soccer powerhouses. There's no excuse that we don't have enough people anymore. And I think when I was growing up, I was in Project 20, I think, which was for the World Cup and for the Olympics or something. Like I had a lot more schools looking at me for soccer. I did the ODP, played overseas, did the whole thing. 
But I didn't think it was ever an excuse like, oh, all our best athletes are playing another sport. Because I thought the group that we had was big enough, the pool that we had big enough to pull from was a good enough squad that we should be able to compete. Because I played my entire life. I committed every fucking minute of my life to it basically growing up. So how much more could I really be committed to it? All these other guys that you're seeing having great success in soccer, let's assume their entire lives have been spent playing soccer, traveling for soccer, investing in soccer. So I don't think like that's necessarily an excuse. But as I've gotten older and I've looked back, it's like, obviously, if we had everybody that played every other sport professionally that's from America play one sport and only have one sole focus on a sport, we would beat the fuck out of everybody. That wouldn't even be a question. Isn't it also, I've heard this, you can clarify if it's true or not. A lot of the uh, best players don't always make it to the national team because of politics and bullshit. Yeah, there used to be a lot of uh, politicking. I got lucky. Some people liked me, but some of my friends were much better than I was, and they never got a shot because they were not necessarily well-liked by people. So just like everything, politics mm-hmm. gets in the fucking way. But let's assume it's better now. You would hope so. Mm-hmm. Let's assume it's better now. Let's assume that is the case. But I feel like there's going to be assholes in every single genre of life and uh we just gotta accept that i think going forward it feels like internationally too like basketball's never been bigger like you see a lot more players now coming from europe that are unbelievable as soon as they come over because they've been focusing on basketball no but also they all have soccer feet yeah yeah Yeah. true so everybody has soccer feet like you Mm -hmm. look at a lot of the guys even americans that go on to play professional sports anything and they say they grew up playing soccer like their feet it's it's good for the feet it's good for the feet good for the stamina not great for the knees if you're a little heavy body, you know. Mm. Beat my knees down. The MLS got a chance to do what? Just grow, continue to grow, and be like that way. Kids can look up and say, "Hey, you know, just like we see NBA, NFL, MLB." MLS got a chance to be that. I think Methy, if he comes to mm-hmm. Miami, yeah, Ronaldo, if he comes. I think over. if we get like the big names. Now we've done that a lot. Yeah. Wayne Rooney came over. Thierry Henry came mm-hmm. over. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic yeah. came mm-hmm. over. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale is currently the playing. Italians on Toronto FC. There's a, yeah, there's the two okay. Italian kids are very good Pierre on Toronto FC. So we, there, we've done that, but it, it's going to have to be like the best in the world when they are the best in the world. Kind of like, but right now, like Christian Polithic. And the boys, Brendan mm-hmm. Aronson, who's currently playing for Leeds and everything, if they were to come back to MLS, I'd be pissed. I think we'd all be pissed. Like, sure. hey, no, we're yeah. finally doing it. But the goal would probably be 15, 20 years from now or 10 years from now, yeah. the MLS to be competitive enough that if you were to play in it full time, you'd still get better. Because I think a lot yeah. of the guys that come from overseas to come play here, it's like they're just playing in scrimmages and they're not getting better. Mm-hmm. So it's at the tail end of their career when they've already peaked and they don't need to keep working on a game. You go over there, you're like getting better. It's like iron sharpens iron. Yep. So if Portland Timbers continue to produce, right. and Miami FC continues to produce, Revs, and they continue Austin. to grow and go, and if we win a World Cup, that'll change a lot. Yeah. 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 If we do well in this World Cup at all, even though it's in the middle of American football season, so not as many eyes are going to be on it. Yeah. But if you do well in the World Cup, a lot of kids will be like, oh, we can do that. Yeah. That's a fucking thing, you know? Like even them going to the semis. Like, obviously, they're going to win. Any success at all. But yeah. yeah if they getting just out it, of the group. Yeah. Getting We're into the knockout to. stages. England's not going to make it. No. Nope. Knock them the fuck out. Yeah. Sorry about it. It's our game now. It's coming home. Anywhere past what Lando Donovan did in the boys, then it's a win. So just think about, like, this guy, right? Yeah. Or this guy. If this dude played, AJ, how tall are you? Uh, barely 6'1". Six, 6'1", one. Six, one, little heavier. You ran a 4'5". Let's say uh, you were you were to cut weight because you're playing soccer. Probably running a 4'4", 4'3", 40-inch vertical. Ooh. Let's assume that he could fly around and probably use that fucking massive oh, noggin yeah. to score. Like Darius Butler is one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen do anything. If his entire life he was just focusing on being a left outside back 
or a middle back, let's assume he would figure it the fuck out, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, it's hard not to have that conversation every single time, but when you're having that conversation, you're trying to explain why you're not as good. We are as good. Fuck Just, yeah. We are as good, Hell and yeah. we're winning a fucking World Cup, so I don't want to entertain it. Hell yeah. Let's get out of here. Where's that World Cup? Guitar. Guitar. It's still happening, right? Guitar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, dude, perfect ain't talking about it. True. Oh, what happened? Not anymore, they're not. Well, I thought they were they were like the the main people for that. Too were. much backlash. Mm. I respect that. They couldn't handle it. No. Did they really get backlash? Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, Kidney? what did they do? Honestly, did they were they like trying to they were the America's they were trying to let Americans know, hey, we're playing in this? Qatar's tourism board hired them. Yeah. They did like no a way. they did yeah. a tourism co commercial. Mm -hmm. Serious? You guys serious? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm actually, we're not they paid them to come out and ride horses or camels or whatever and yep. play golf and shit. And it was like, hey, Qatar's not that bad. And they did a <laughs> trick shot off the top of the uh, stadium. Yep. Yeah. And the stadium is obviously on top of... Coke yeah. bottles and dead bodies. 25,000 dead bodies. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No. Did they know that? That's not true. Darius, don't listen to what they're saying. doesn't sound like Not 25,000, but like 15 for sure. <laughs> But the whole world is going to have their eyes on Qatar. Yeah. So the networks that are going to be covering Qatar, is everybody going to bash them like they did Dude Perfect? or And live. Like, it's comedy that this is happening right after the Live Tour mm -hmm. and all the uproar that's been going on the entire year with the Live Tour. Are, you gonna be mad at, are we going to be mad at everybody? If we are, <laughs> just let me know. If we're going to be mad at everybody, I'm fucking ready. I love it. I love being mad at everybody. Yeah. I'll yeah. fucking holler at some people if you need me to. Fucking right, we will. We almost did it this morning because our peach tea from Quills wasn't as good. That's right. <laughs> well, no, today's batch wasn't as good. No, it was good. It was good. No, it was good. It, was it just wasn't as good. Really? Because when you guys came back in, you were singing quite a different tune, if I do recall. I was just packed in there, dude. We were well, lucky to be yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Tell you what, the block time. is hot, though. A lot of cops around the office these days. They have got a taste Genius. of the sweet nectar of Quills and buzzing around here they are well quills is taking a couple laps around the block and i think we know why because you know if they don't have some police up there then there are going to be poop smeared windows all over quills for the next 20 years what do you mean okay nobody's going to disrespect quills mm, everybody respects quills people who are on meth don't know what a quills is no they do because they can smell that yeah. Peach tea from inside. And then they're Bacon acting like gone. zombies, and they're going to try and break down the doors. Have you been to Quills yet? No, I will not go. Foxy, tell this, man. Foxy went for the first time yesterday or this yeah. morning. Yeah, yesterday. It was fucking fantastic. Connor, you're really just missing out. I asked Foxy, hey, hey, Foxy, how's the coffee? And he gave me this face. No, no. It's good. No, you just got to find yeah, your coffee. Yeah, you yeah. Saying yeah. something. Not always easy, but once you do... Boy, is that a fucking satisfying feeling. Yeah, I found my coffee. Darius found his over there at Quills, right? Cold brew. Bingo. Hell yeah. I'm Has anyone drank just regular black coffee from there? Uh, Foxy did, I thought. Yeah. How was it? Fucking great. It's just not. Connor's Quills coffee. Not Can't wait to go. a little coffee lesson, too. Yes, he didn't. Yep. Oh, yeah. Connor knows everything about coffee. I do. I started drinking it two years ago. More milk. Ugh. Uh, all, all milk and coffee. That was the mistake I made first time I went in the clothes. Me I ordered too. the cup of milk. Yes. Ordered the Schultzy. <laughs> the little latte. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, D-Butt, thank you for joining us this I week. I appreciate you having me. AJ, you're the best. Jet passing. What a fucking guy. Yep. Big thanks to Joel Klatt, who I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the man. Like, definitely knows that I gave him I like Joel Klatt a lot. Uh, tell so him, great show today, buddy. You too, dude. Really good. You got to showcase your college knowledge. Did you hear him? Mm -hmm. He was almost doing that thing that he did to that, that one fantasy guy. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Matthew, Matthew Barry. Barry. Yeah, no, we were no, talking no. to Joel. He's Look. like, hey, Joel, we all know we are going to fucking say, okay, this team's this team, this team, this team. Let's. Well, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah, college football, your brain is good. I love it.
you need to tell that doctor that's doing the brain scans. Yeah, yeah. Good college football brain. Any results? I didn't even have the test yet. Forgot about it. Blood test came back good, so. Oh, Congrats. No reason for any more testing. Well, it's probably just my brain, I assume. Yeah, yep. it's a gift, by the way, to all of us, Thank not you. a curse. Remember mm-hmm. that. Hammer down's like 10 minutes. Talks to the table, great job. Everybody in the back, we appreciate you. We are out of here. Football, NFL football is just seven days away. We Woo. can never forget that. Big time college football games tonight. Let's go, Mountaineers. Here you go. I believe a boost is live on FanDuel right now. If you are in a state in which the FanDuel Sportsbook is available, uh, we are boosting West Virginia plus seven and a half to plus 125. When originally right. it was minus 110. Okay, it's a good boost. Here we go. That's a good boost. Let's do it, Graham. Let's do it, Graham. Fucking maybe get out there and put the helmet back on, Graham. Woo! Hell you're yeah. the only player I know on the team. You're not even a player. You're a coach. Need well, you here, whether Graham. Whether you like West Virginia or not tonight, you got to take it because it's good value. It is great value. From minus 110 to plus 125, that's a good boost. Let's enjoy it. Tomorrow we'll be celebrating it. Tomorrow will be Feel Good Friday. We'll see you then. See you in about 19, 20 hours and 30 minutes. Goodbye.